I think there is a window for them to play in the fall. I really do. And again, I can't put it any better than that. If in two weeks, that when they have to make the decision, the numbers are better than what they were two days before then, they'll be like, okay, let's go. I, I truly believe that. What's up, Georgia Bulldogs fans? It's been a month since we last recorded a podcast episode, and I think it's safe to say that the seriousness of whether or not there will be, in fact, a college football season in 2020 is at peak concern. You'll be able to hear it in our conversation throughout this episode. The Big Ten and Pac-12 announced last week that they would only be playing conference games, and this week, Commissioner Greg Sankey of the SEC and all of the athletic directors met and tried to figure out what, if anything, they could determine about the status of Georgia and the other 13 member schools of the conference. No news definitively yet. The decision will be made at the end of July, and we, as well as many of you, hold our collective breaths, hoping for the best news possible. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 235 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined in person, but far enough away from each other, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. We got together on my back porch at my house on a steamy July evening and shared our thoughts on everything as it pertains to college football, Major League Baseball, and sports in general coming back slowly but surely. In addition to giving actual predictions on the percentage that the season is played, in our opinions we give them, uh, we cover many other topics that you probably are also thinking about. The whole mask versus no mask debate and the hand-wringing on what the school systems, locally the high school school systems in Georgia, and including the University of Georgia, should do in bringing students back. We also jump into some buy or sell questions from you, our listeners. So sit back and we hope you enjoy this episode. And please note, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, we were sitting outside, so there's a lot of background noise from the crickets and frogs and the rest of nature as we record. So just a heads up there. So without further delay, here's Will to get us all started. I feel like the uh, circumstances and the mood has changed a bit since uh, we were with you it's last. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it was very optimistic last time. It was down the... to before, and then it was optimistic last time, and yeah. then uh, this one perhaps, well, uh, we'll see. I was optimistic until I just saw Paul Feinbaum on ESPN. <laughs> and America's voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. He was not speaking highly about his thoughts on the college football happening. And this has been a Feinbaum thing kind of from the beginning, actually. And listen, I don't... Listen, a lot of this comes into a larger conversation about sports in general. By the way, hi, everyone. We can we don't have to go necessarily. <laughs> My name this. is Tony. The, fine, the fine bomb situation is one I uh, uh, understand, and uh, but we can get into that. Um, but uh, how is everyone doing? It's been a while. Uh, is everyone's summer going okay? And by summer, I mean perhaps just this thing that will go on this, through this November thing doing. if the children don't go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's actually been well. Uh, will you? Recently took a trip to the upstate of South Carolina with some friends. Lake Kiowee, 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 Kiowee. Kiowee. Very nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. We we did the full uh, um, uh, the full two week quarantine and got COVID tests. Yep, Take, took a week for them to get back, which is not ideal. Uh, but nevertheless, that's kind of the reality of the situation right now. We were negative. I would be kind Congrats. of rude to go yeah. if we were positive. I actually, for the record, I encourage everyone, by the way, to give blood. 
in general, you should give blood. But also, now you should give blood because you get free antibody tests if you give blood. Really? Yes. So if you give blood, you do. they will test it for antibodies for you. Now, again, the antibody tests are not 100%, yeah. but they're certainly a, gu- a guideline. Well, n- neither are college football polls. Yes, that's true. That's true. But, of course, college football nice. polls will not kill anyone. Scott bringing uh, the heat early. Unless, unless you're <laughs> Central Florida. Uh, but um, anyway. See, I miss jokes like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm behind already. A, a college football <laughs> joke. Amazing. I miss those. Yes. The trolling. Ooh, ooh, peaky finger. <laughs> Uh, I miss consortium talk. Yes. Um, yeah. Consortium is so, so early 2020. <laughs> it was <laughs> early 2020. But, no, so I encourage everyone to get a blood test, uh, to, to, give, excuse me, to give blood. They will t- test it for you for free. Uh, and uh, Did not know that. Yeah. So I, got, I actually got, gave it a segment. It was kind of funny Good. to see yeah. segment. All the programs were st- for the last game were still exactly where they were. Wow. Like, it was really kind of a weird ghost town kind of situation. But uh, but yeah, so I th- I would definitely do that. But yeah, so we, we went and uh, had a little vacation, and uh, it was very good to uh, you know to like share a nacho bowl with a human being that I'm not related to. That was kind of nice. Um, and so and you know our friends are from are live in Charleston, which is a hot. They, they've been in Lake Kiwi for three weeks. But, People in uh, Orlando would be like, damn, Charleston. yeah, Charleston's a rough spot right now. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the opening schools, which I'm sure we will get to in this podcast. Um, and th- th- their issue is less. Um, are they going to push school back? Is are there enough teachers that don't have COVID already to go with the school year? Charleston is very, very bad right now. Yeah, uh, like you, we just got back from a trip. We did the Grand Midwest tour. Um, went to Southern Indiana and mm-hmm. saw. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like if you listen to the podcast, everybody I saw, you know, from our tailgate adventures. Yeah. Here's uh, Notre Dame. That's Here's right. <laughs> we went. That, well, we went to Southern Indiana and hung out with my in-laws and spent. The 4th of July on a boat with our friend Ryan. If you remember the Notre Dame uh, after pod podcast, he's the one that talked about the red. I assumed you had deleted that or whatever. Um, uh, and I only the only reason I remember that is Paul brought it up. He's like, "You let Ryan talk on that." I was like, "No, come on." So we had to go listen to it. Um, so we were more coherent, more coherent than you would have thought, Will. Because I, I certainly more than I would have thought. Refused to believe that. So we uh, then I'm we like, went come to, on. I'm talking to this thing now. We uh, we went to uh, then we went to Normal, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, and saw my friend Paul. That's what Paul. Yeah, Paul yeah. is in Rome. Paul and his daughter and friend. Uh, How old is his daughter now? His daughter is between Katie and Charlie, so that makes her 13. Wow. Uh, and we spent. Uh, so there's an Airbnb, like literally two doors down from him in the in, in the university. No, they call it Broman, right by uh, Broman Hospital in Normal, Illinois, which is like literally a half mile or you know less than that three block walk to Uptown Normal, which is kind of like the campus town area of Normal, uh, and hung out with him. Uh, I got to. I, I'm pretty sure Illinois State's coach uh, told me I could walk go out on the football field and play football for all he cared. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, because I try to go see a football stadium if I'm in a, a town. Yeah. Um, and very good football team. Yeah, yeah, they were. They've been FCS runner-up a couple mm-hmm. times. Damn, North Dakota State. They were supposed to play Illinois this year. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's it does not, not look like it's going to happen. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, and that's probably good for Illinois. Uh, no, it's not. I no, think I, the drive for four is a lot. Illinois won that. The drive for four is a lot. But we uh, we did. I actually went on the field there, um, and I like literally as a dude sitting in the golf cart. I was like, "Hey, you mind if I want to take a picture?" He said, "You can go play football for all I care." <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Nice coach. He's like, it's dark times, man. Dark times. It's like, wow, it's weird. You're drinking a Schlitz at 10, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you do normal. Also, like, generally speaking, coaches wear pants, right? Like, what, where are they? You would your... think. I mean, except for Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah, and right, um, right. I found my groove. Yeah. The um, right. Mike White, of course. Not Mike White. Mike Price. Mike Price is rolling, baby. Uh, I got him. I got him. Redburn Arena. Oh uh, uh, yeah. And then we went to Indianapolis and hung out. And saw some. Ken got to go into Hinkle Fieldhouse, which oh, is even one of the greatest basketball arenas. I've uh, never been. I've keep never your been. palestra. Give me, give me Hinkle. Uh, so I'm a Butler. And Kristen, yeah, and Kristen took the kids like all the places. My wife threw shot put and hammer and discus at, at Butler, so she took them in the, her. She took the kids in the weight room and you know showed all the stuff they were having. They just opened back up. They were having baseball and volleyball camps, which my kids immediately recognized as dangerous and was like, what are they doing? And wanted to talk to somebody very urgently about it. Um, so, but we had fun. It was good to see people, not my family. I yes. <laughs> uh, reaffirmed once again, as much fun as all this has been. Uh, I miss other people. Yes, it's handy. How about you, Scott? What you up to? Well, I've been up to Bell's. Um, <laughs> Man, the meat selection is something else. I've gone to Dobie's. Uh, we 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 rode two miles on a bike. Um, no, but uh, early in June we uh, we went to South Carolina before it got bad. I guess you could say I went down to Hilton Head. It was lovely. It was like seventy degrees. I needed to go buy a hoodie down there. It was that week that it was cool oh, yeah. and yeah. cold. Um, but yeah, we made a made a quick. You know, we we basically made uh, this whole break from when the kids technically got out of school before they technically go back to school is like little mini vacations been to the lake a couple times went down to hilton head that was our big trip because we were supposed to go to canada over spring break i mean that's silly yeah. you know so it's like we'll just drive four and a half hours to hilton head but um also canada's gonna be a problem now yeah no i know again it's gonna be an issue um yeah but like, not because of canada yeah. oh i know i know they won't let us in but well um, they're starting to try and build the wall to trudeau so yeah. but uh what else uh oh like Tony, I've been working out a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, really, when I mean, might as well focus on your health a little bit. I, you know, I'm not. I've been running a lot, by like the way. That. Like, yeah, yeah, you've never yeah. stopped running. Yeah, like I come nice. in here, they're like, like Tony, I've been working out. Well, <laughs> unlike Lardbun <laughs> over here. First off, well, if I'm the if I'm the bastion of the exercises, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, but, it's fair. But Don't Tony, leave me Tony, hanging. Tony's doing power cleans and stuff. I did one power clean. Yeah. <laughs> and then I broke my shoulder off. Um, and and uh, the best part of this this summer when they've technically been out of school has been uh, the kids have all found their niche and earning money. Walker is cleaning cars, cleaning my car multiple times. He asked me three times a week, can I wash your car? Can I vacuum it out? I'm like, no, it looks great. Uh, Vivian is uh, helping uh, my wife. I got wife. the keys if he wants to earn, <laughs> earn a quick 10. He can't. Hey, yeah, if y'all are local and need a car wash for 10 bucks, uh, I got a 12-year-old that's really good at it. And then, oh, you thought I was joking. I got a $10 bill. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it. And then uh, my oldest son, Jack, has been uh, an all-pair for Will. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, say. An all-pair <laughs> sounds more exotic than what he's doing. He is going in the backyard and playing sports with my children. That's right. That's that right. What he has doing. been loving it. Yeah. yeah. So he has to have a visa, which he can't get Yeah. Um, <laughs> to go to Will's house. But, uh, but yeah, so he, yeah, he basically just goes to the backyard and, 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 run and plays, runs and plays sports with the uh, otherwise sportsless children, which yeah. has been very helpful. Yeah. He's a... Uh, so somehow, against all possible odds, he is a good kid, and uh, and our children enjoy hanging out with him. So, this is true. True statement. Yeah. So we started the conversation off talking about school, and so we. Uh, so I'll just we'll just start out. So mine and Scott's uh, children go to Oconee County Schools. Will's mm-hmm. kids go to Clark County Schools. Um, it doesn't matter to y'all what's going to happen, but by next Wednesday, Scott and I have to make a decision whether or not we're going to do. Uh, Georgia Virtual Academy, 
Uh, I think that's what it's called. It's oh, so uh, a real name. It was a real. It was a real thing. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, I thought that was the Georgia Video Awards. No, that's that's a different <laughs> thing. That's something that is held in a warehouse in Petrie City. Yes. And um, so that's the online option. You have to commit to it for a semester uh, in the Seneca County. Or is it all? Is it five days virtual? Five uh, days I think per, in person. I think it's four days virtual. Four days. Full curriculum, not taught by the the, te- the teachers in the schools. Okay. Like it's okay. totally. This is that. This is this is Georgia's. Like, literally, this is what home a, a lot of homeschoolers can use. This, this is right. set up for homeschoolers. So it's nothing. It's not specific to a county. No, but it follows the same curriculum because it's a, a state mandated curriculum. Or send them back to school. That's actually not a bad idea. That's the first time because I didn't read the email. Yeah, that, that checks um, out. <laughs> um. <laughs> but that, but that is a good idea. The fact that these are people that are trained yeah. to teach online. Yeah. So we have to decide that by next wednesday and that's a it's kind of a binding decision obviously that could change um for the first by semester yeah but each semester so uh, if you're in elementary school you have to you're locked in for so vivi would be locked in for nine weeks um I, my wife and i our math on this is that i work at the university of georgia i have to go back to work august 10th she's a public defender she's gonna be in the courtroom our kids gonna be exposed unless we totally lock down they're gonna be exposed and um, there comes a point where you, we have decided that we're probably going to send the kids back to school, despite it not being mandatory for all students. Our kids are wearing masks. Period. Yeah, yeah. They're not riding the bus, which they normally do. We're going to pick them up. Uh, we're going to pick up and drop off and figure out, you know, get get them home. Um, but it is, uh, we uh, that could change, right? Yeah. Uh, and and we'll we'll worry about that. But it just feels like at this point. At some point, you should have to pull the mandate off yep. and, and, and re-engage. Yeah, ours are going to go back to school as well, or at least we're going to, if, if they have school, which, I, I mean, at this point, they are. And, and to speak about the mask thing, you know, my boys were kind of like, oh, how are we going to deal with the class on that? And then Jennifer ordered them camouflage masks, and they were they were wearing those at home for yeah. an hour while they were playing Nintendo yeah. and thinking they're – so it, it's a good thing. You know, but you can't even see them, though. They just, <laughs> yeah. like, blow right like, back. whoa, hey, yeah. hey, where are the kids? It's going to look weird when I they're told wearing... Walker he looked like Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe, yeah. well, and he was, thought that was a that compliment. Was the right thing. Can yeah. somebody do that with Trump? Just tell him how cool he looks, and maybe that'll work? It seemed to, They seem to be trying. By yeah. the way, did you see all the tweets from the, uh, the, the, the MAGA crowd? When he wore a mask yesterday, oh, of course they were so proud of him. Yeah, very proud of him. Like, but like he went pee pee in the potty. I'm very happy for yeah, him. Well, it, there does come a point where it's like you know, reverse psychology. Work. Oh, honestly, like whatever. I think he looks gorgeous. I think he looks lustrous, <laughs> and I mean, I've never been more proud to have that man as my president with that mask. So keep wearing it, Donnie. You're doing a great <laughs> job. That's the president, um, Donnie. But <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, and so, so what's happening in Clark? So Clark, uh, up until Friday, was in the same boat as a Coney, in that you had an option. It was this week or next week that you were supposed to decide. Um, and then, um, for a variety of reasons, not necessarily disconnected from uh, our, our big wet boy president but um, and his little statement. But I had to tip David Roth on that one. Um, but uh, now they are talking about delaying it. Because a lot of the teachers don't want to go back, uh, a lot of the parents are concerned. It seems to be at a higher level in uh, Clark County than it is uh, Oconee County. Um, so they may be postponing it. Uh, uh, to me, postponing is actually the worst 
of all of the options because once you postpone school once, yeah, I'm glad you, you put, brought that up. You put yourself at risk at postponing it again, and then postponing it again, and the next thing you know, your kid has missed a semester of school uh, when he's in the third grade and the time that he most desperately needs to be learning and or interacting with other kids. So um, I'm hoping that they do not delay. Uh, I will hope they stick to the plan of either uh, of giving you an option or if they delay, they make up for it on the back end. Uh, I just am wary of delaying because as I think that we've seen in a lot of cases and what we'll be seeing in college sports here in a second, once you delay something, you don't actually get that time back. And that is my concern with any sort of delay. I understand that they may have to figure out how to do – I get it. It's tough, but also August 3rd, the day they're supposed to start school, has literally been announced for two years. <laughs> they have known for two years that, that school is starting on August 3rd, and they have definitely known it since this pandemic started. So uh, for me, delaying it, uh, uh, and I understand that circumstances have gotten a lot worse uh, in the last couple of weeks, and we'll get into that as well, and that has alarmed people and has set the, the time frame up a little bit. Uh, but uh, I think I, on uh, my family, unlike uh, and I think uh, unlike some people, I would argue, uh, uh, was actually aware that school was starting on August 3rd and uh, have been thinking and reading the appropriate literature about this. Uh, I am empathetic to teachers, and I think they are the wild card in this situation. They need to be able to feel safe, and that's why I am not particularly uh, stringent one way or the other. Uh, or I To me, I don't think it's my place to say, absolutely, these people need to get back now, particularly because a lot of these students are not going to – assume a lot of these teachers are not going to have uh, necessarily the proper uh, – uh, uh, facilities and, uh, and and protection that they probably need. Uh, yeah, and it's really hard to do when you have a classroom. I mean, I mean, Scott made the comments like, you know, fewer students in school. That's in, yeah. and that's that's part of the math here, right? Is they are expecting a portion of students to not come back, yeah. right? And that's part of that. That's part of the math in in any calculus that the school boards are taking in thinking about doing. Um, school in person, right? I mean, for example, the University of Georgia, and this is not a it's not a unusual example because I've seen some some chatter on Twitter about it. Uh, a lot of a lot of classes will have backup teachers, for example, um, and I think that's probably going to happen in school systems. Um, and you could see, I mean, look, it, it wouldn't be unusual to see in a, a you know a third to a half of students not. In class in mm-hmm. any given day, um, I mean, you know, the absentee and in any school of one day is is they, they like to see it about five percent on bad days is at ten percent. Like when the flu's running rampant, it's at fifteen percent. So you take twenty to twenty five percent out already. Plus you throw in people who are who have a fever and can't come to school. I mean, I mean, I don't know what they're doing in Clark County, will, but. All they don't know what they're doing in Clark County, well, which is no, a large part of the problem. Right, but all Oconee County students are getting masks. In. Yeah. There was a, for, for the record, basically what you're describing in Oconee is exactly what it was at, in Athens until, until Friday, Friday okay. until everybody freaked yeah. out. It's been, uh, masks were required. It was yeah. not an option. Masks were required. But other than that, I mean, that's the was, one thing I wish Oconee would do. I, yeah. I get the, I get why they're not. I, I don't I don't like why they're not, but I get why they're not. Yeah. But um, it's required for the Waller kids. Yeah, so. and, it, and it will, one way, whether it's required or not, the, the Leech kids will be wearing it. But more to the point, like, again, once you delay it, you just – that's the one thing you can't do. Like, you got to make a decision one way or the other. I'm with and you. even if it's they're doing what Atlanta's doing, for the record, I hope they don't do what Atlanta's doing. Atlanta is just saying it's homeschool. Los Angeles and San Diego is homeschool the entire semester. Like, yeah. that is what they're doing. That's what Atlanta's doing. I hope that 
Athens does not do that. And frankly, not just for my kids. In fact, probably less for my kids because my kids can do it. We have we they have laptops. They have reliable. We, they have reliable internet. They have parents who are home who don't have to go into the office and are fine. But there is a, a hell of a lot of kids who don't have any of those options, and a lot of parents that don't have a lot, uh, any of those options. And they were already having a hard time in March and yeah. April. And so the idea to tell those kids like, oh no, we're gonna have meals for you. Mm-hmm. So that uh, well that'll be okay. Uh-uh. Like there is uh, uh, there are there are kids that have already fallen way behind and have been in situations where I don't know what was going on in March and April. And uh, it is a tough situation all across the board for uh, I have, uh, it's just a tough situation for teachers and for students and for administrators. That's why I find it again, frustrating that the big wet boy had to weigh in on this because basically what it did is it took, it took, as I wrote on Twitter about this, uh, it took a situation that was very complicated that very intelligent people were earnestly trying to figure out, and all it did was make everybody go into their corners and say, oh, I'm not going back to school now because Trump did it. Oh, now i got to send my kids back to school. Which and is it just... turned it into that, and it's exactly why, he, like, I'm like, oh, now you're showing federal leadership. Now you have a actual, and for the record, he has no plan. Like, that's another problem. There's no plan. It would be different if he's like, hey, all kids go back to school, and here is an injection of federal money, or here's a plan, or here's an idea, or here's a, it's just like, they got to go back, they got to go back, and it's like, it doesn't work that way. And so it is very frustrating. I will tell you, if we are given the option, we will be sending our kids back to school. Uh, for uh, I And I have, I have, people can do whatever they want to do. I have... This is an impossible situation for everyone. So there is no judgment. People have certain circumstances, whatever decision they need to make. But if we are given the option, we will send them back because uh, um, I am of the belief that I think uh, – uh, like my wife and I can handle it. We both work out of home. We can survive it if we have to. But kids need to be around other kids. Kids yeah. need to go to school. Yeah, my oh, yeah. kids are kind of lonely. They, they oh, like okay. each other, but they desperately miss – And they need to – like yeah. uh, to me, school is – Kind of about school, but more about like learning how to deal with conflict and learning yeah. how to deal with people that are different than you and learning how to deal with and to make friends and do all of those things. And you're not going to they're not going to do that doing virtual learning. Well, you bring up a good point that my wife and I talked about some on our. By the way, you have a podcast no, with your wife. No traffic. No, this is just this is just <laughs> us musing in the nine plus hours back from Indianapolis. By the way, it's normally a 10 plus hour drive. We did nine hours and 15 minutes, so thank you for no traffic. Good and job, there was still yeah. traffic on I-75 in Marietta, of course. But um, we, we actually talked about that. It's like, you know, what you – know, we're getting an opportunity to – for our kids to be closer. And we, we talked about this earlier, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we talked about it on the podcast earlier. Our kids to be closer. Also, some really interesting family time. I mean, we, we tried – desperately tried to have – during the regular times, during normal times, before time, to have a couple of meals together at night. And mm-hmm. the weekend, we almost always try to. We, we're we doing that almost all, all the, the time, time now, yeah. even for lunch. Yep. Right? And, yep. and lots of times for breakfast. Yeah. And um, <laughs> That did not happen before. Well, but no, no, certainly <laughs> yeah, didn't happen yeah. before, right? I mean, if, if we had breakfast before, it was yeah. it was me or my wife and a couple of the kids going by grabbing a biscuit on the way to school. Yeah. Um, or, or on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I talked about, it's like, what, what are we, what are we losing? Um, and what we're losing is exactly what we'll just hit on, which is the, um, the socialization, the part of growing up, uh, because there, there will come a time 
there will come a time. Remember, I mean, I'm, I, I turned 52 last month, right? For 51 years and nine months of my life, there was a time where people were around each other. I didn't turn. I mean, it feels like it, <laughs> but this started on March the third, March Rudy 11th, Go, Rudy, March 11th. Rudy Gobert test on March 11th. Guys, that's four months ago. Yeah. That's less than the foot college football season. Yeah. So. You know, we are, but we are missing something, socialization. The kids, not just socialization, like the dealing with conflict, the dealing with each other. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, like, you know but my, my girls can only gang up on my son so many times before <laughs> it just gets to be boring. And, um, and just, you know, I mean, to me, the example I always use on this is that, like, I was kind of a nerdy kid. I was a smart kid. I was kind of a nerdy kid. But I really liked sports. And we were a small little dirt country town that all, it was really into sports. And uh, if and if you weren't into sports, it was going to be bad for you. It was going to be hard. You were gonna, if and you were a nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, I learned how to be the nerdy kid that got along with everybody, right. and learned how to deal with conflicts, and learned how to pe- learn about people that were different than me. Mm-hmm. None of that I can do sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Like none of that could have done sitting at home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. I, there are lots of things about the Mattoon Public High School uh, public school system that I wish were different. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish there were like more than like one or two black people in the entire school. I wish that like I could out South Dakota on a map, but I can't. I wish I knew what Juneteenth was. Wait, the Tulsa Massacre. South Dakota's other side of Springfield from where you're from. Uh, South Dakota. Oh, that's no. That's not because <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, it's it's public school system in, in Illinois. We can't do any of that. But to me, that's what school's for. That's to me. I've always argued that's what college is for. Yeah. Is uh, is to actually like learn different viewpoints of your own to find out what the world is like to have autonomy and figure out how to deal with shit on your own. Sorry, on no, your sorry. own and uh, and. And again, it won't be I the last time it. you're out of time down. There's also a pandemic going on, and there are a lot of teachers who are at risk, who have family members at risk. It is an impossible situation, but uh, uh, I uh, I hope that um, I, a lot of studies, frankly, a lot of other countries have, I think, so, shown that uh, um, among places to be during a very scary time. Schools are not on the top of that dangerous list. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not dangerous. There's literally nowhere that's not dangerous. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now, college campuses, however. Oh, God. College campuses, ever. Perhaps this is a good transition uh, into our next topic. College campuses are something very, very different. And uh, perhaps we should get into this now. Um, uh, here, here's why we'll start this. A uh, shout out to uh, everyone. Have your drink for Seth Emerson. Congratulations to Seth Emerson, by the way. Book. Uh, his book, Attack the Attack the Day. I think it's Attack the Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, comes great, out. Great photo of Kirby. September first. Yeah, lots of uh, of uh, of tonsil. Yeah, he was uh, having that, a, ra- uh, a rage stroke. Definitely having a rage stroke <laughs> on the cover of his book. Um, so, uh, uh, but Seth Seth's book, Attack the Day. You can pre-order it. Comes out September first. Uh, perhaps not perfectly timed when there may or may not be a season, but we have that for a moment. But he wrote a piece over the weekend um, where really it was really about Greg Sankey, right? The piece was not really so much about um, everything that's going on. It was about Greg Sankey's, I thought, quite tellingly irritated interview where he basically said, listen, um, we would love to play football, but people won't do the things that we need them to do for there to be football, and if they don't start doing it, there isn't going to be football. That was followed up in in another piece, uh, I believe that was in The Athletic by another writer, talking about how a ton of university presidents are, um, excuse me, a ton of people involved in the football programs are, I'm sure Kirby Smart is among them, who are extremely frustrated that their team is doing it right. 
and they and not just their team, but like their their athletes. Uh, those people are doing it right and following the things that they need to do and following all protocol. But they can't get their fans to do it, okay. and they can't get their stu- their fellow students to do it. And uh, and th- that's the reason there's, there may or may not be a football season. And and I thought Seth wrote that piece pretty evenly, yeah, and pretty fairly. And you go into that comment section on that piece, and it's you read that comment section, you're like, oh, that's why there might not be football. Even now, where you have the commissioner of the SEC, who there is no one on the planet that wants there to be football more than the commissioner of the SEC, saying, if you don't wear a mask, we will not play football. And the response is, you can't tell me what to do. Fine, then you don't get football. That's the way it works, guys. It's, That's the way it works. It, and what you may not like that, you may say, get the government off of my face, or I think it looks weird, or whatever thing you want to do. But if you, but if there's no football this year, it's on you. And, that, and this is not me saying this. This is Greg Sankey saying this. This is Kirby Smart saying this. This is Nick Saban saying this. This is everyone that's actually involved in this stuff happening. The reason these peaks are happening is because people are not social distancing and people are not wearing masks. And because of that, there might not be football this year. It's not the fact that the players are not... Are, are, that, like some of it's obviously been Ohio State's been an issue. Yeah. There's been an issue with some of this stuff. But the reason that, that that could be contained. It's being contained in pro sports. Like you're, And we'll see. But like certainly, there's an understanding that like that you can you can put a safe place for 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 pro sports to happen. A college campus, you can't control that environment. You need people to do the right thing. People are not doing the right thing, and then there may not be football. It is incredibly frustrating to me. Um, look, I, I, I don't I, I don't have I, I don't have the right answers, right? Um, we've this has been a recurring theme on the podcast since this started that you know there are you can you can have differing minds about ways to approach this but there are certain things that are proven not by people whatever um, it's proven by other countries and large populations um, and social distancing and wearing masks are those things and well, if if you know, um, Blutarski has dealt with this from day one uh, to the point where he's threatened to shut down comments mm-hmm. because you know, look, look, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, and you're about to turn it off because yeah, and that's yeah. fine. It, it really get is my fine. podcast off your face. Your right. podcast off no, my face. It really is fine. Look, if you don't want to wear a mask because you don't want government in your business or because it looks stupid or because you're Aubrey Huff and your testosterone has run out, <laughs> or whatever it is, the reason you don't wear a mask, just understand what Will is saying, and I'm, I'm saying this too, is that you are valuing, valuing your stuff. You're, you're being selfish enough to not care about football enough, or for that matter, anything else that happens in society. Like we, we've said this in, in, in as many ways as possible. I don't wear a mask for me. I wear a cloth mask that Will's mom sewed. And she is a wonderful person and a great seamstress. And it's an awesome-ass mask. But it's not protecting me from anything. It's protecting you. Because I'm not blowing my fat-ass spit out everywhere every time I breathe out. And it's just that simple. And if you can't get that, 
if you can't comprehend that wearing a mask is not really about protecting you, it has nothing to do with your masculinity, has nothing to do with your rights, has nothing to do with your liberty, you can still own guns and wear a mask. I do. But by not wearing a mask, by by not going to the beach, not going to Florabama, not going to a pool party, whatever it is that you have to do, you're basically saying those things mean, mean more to me than George football or college football or sports or the or health my, of the people around me or my kids going to school yeah. or my parents. Listen, guys, I personally know two people have died from this. And it is, uh, I hear all of the stories about, well, it's not that bad, whatever. I have a friend from home, good friend of mine from high school. She was diagnosed Sunday night, with a, had a fever, had a quick test. Monday night, she went in the hospital. Tuesday morning, went in the ventilator. She was gone Tuesday night. 52 years old. Yes, she had underlying conditions. Underlying conditions, she, she had Crohn's or something similar to that. But, I'm sorry about that. Tonight, uh, thank you. I, I mean, I'm not saying that for sympathy. I know, I know. I am just simply I'm, pointing out that this is not a nameless, faceless thing. And here's also the thing. I saw a great piece out, and I wish I could remember the, art, uh, the author. But this it's not a binary decision. Die, don't die. There are plenty of people to get this and have lifelong repercussions. There are plenty of people to get this and stay in the hospital for months and months and months. I know a guy in New York. Mid-30s, otherwise good health. Two months in ICU. Why? Because that's how it affected him. Um, in the end, we... Um, and by the way, Greg Sankey had took exactly the same tone today with his post-meeting press conference. We're, 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 we're uh, recording on Monday evening, um, like an hour and a half after the ADs got finished meeting in Birmingham. Um, the SEC is going to wait until uh, later in July, July, end of July, because they hope for more information. So, I mean, we have a two-week period where get our act together, we could bring the numbers down and they're not putting bad to positions. Um, or we could simply act like this isn't a thing and decide that it doesn't matter to me. Uh, look, I, if, if it doesn't matter to you, that's fine. Uh, does it matter to your mom, your grandmother? Does it matter to your neighbor that you think a lot of? Do do you like it more when this podcast is about us hectoring you? Right. Of about you, no, football? but that's God. I didn't think about that. Right. I mean, <laughs> I wish I were talking about uh, Broderick Jones's leg injury right now. I wish I were, but not. We're talking about we're talking about whether or not we're going to have football, and whether or not you believe it or not. Part of that, part of the complicity on that is because people just won't damn do the right thing. And I think it's right. And. And again, like, you know, I, I know to me that the, I, you know, I, ta- I've thought about this podcast and I know that I'm kind of, uh, I certainly do not, would not imagine the average listener of this podcast. It's like, let me guess, Will's going to tell us to wear our map. Blah, blah, I get it. But like, and I actually even question how much I wanted to go into it. But like for crying out loud, this ain't me going into this. This is commissioner of the SEC. These are the coaches of the college football. This is the, the university presidents who know the financial situation that they're going to be in if there is not football this year. And so I wear a mask because I'm empathetic to other people. I, I know it's in in. I know people's businesses that are going to collapse. Co- in exactly, exactly because of this. And you do too, listener. You do too, <laughs> right? So. so it's just you know I mean. And for what it's worth, 
I have found in the last week, and maybe it's because people are actually afraid about about losing college football, I have seen an uptick in the Yo, use of ma- yeah. usage of masks around here. I well, have, seen, good, I have I mean, seen an uptick. We talked about me being in Illinois. They just reopened. Yeah. Like, literally, the, the year reopened last Monday. Um, I, uh, because I'm an idiot. Much jumped. to the frustration of downstate people, by the way. Right. Because Chicago's been really bad, but right. it's not been down to, bad downstate. Right. So they've been very mad about that it took so long to reopen. But, but I did they not, also don't have any cases down there. I did not Still. see a single person walking around anywhere in the state of Illinois that did not have a mask with them. Yeah. Did not see a single person. There are some people in Indiana, but... Like every every person I saw going, whether going in a business or sitting outside in a restaurant, they had a mask with them. Uh, and that is in that's in Champaign, that's in Monticello, that's in Normal, all those places. And uh, you know it's it's fine. It, 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 it's not. I mean, I say it's fine. It's not really fine. But you know, I, I don't know. It's just it is it is frustrating to me because I have I have friends who will not wear a mask. I have friends that they just they. Um, you know, I had conversations this morning with somebody who is exactly the same. I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I'm like, dude, no. I, I know personally know two people died from it. Well, but I was like, no, no, no. It's listen. Yeah. Well, they had an online issue. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but uh, I'm not. I I don't. Uh, okay, want, fine. I don't want to get sick from it and find out I'm one of the people. Yeah, exactly. Like I have friends that don't have underlying issues. Right. No, they've not died, but they ain't right. <laughs> they are not the person that they were before. It doesn't mean that, like, suddenly they, like, like but I mean, there are things that, like, some people can't smell. Some of them are still sick. Some of them are, have, like, and listen, I'm sure I have friends that have had it that don't even know that they've had it and were asymptomatic and it was nothing. That is the whole point, yeah. is that you don't know. The whole point of wearing the mask is it's possible you have it and you don't know it, so just wear the mask. Like, I, I know for a fact that I don't have it right now. But I'm wearing a mask. Yep. So, like, anyway, I guess I could get it from you people because we're not doing the mask while doing the show. But we are socially distanced. We are socially distanced. So, if we have, but, but, but we did make out. This is your favorite mask podcast. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what happens if some of the scenarios go down because we've already seen that the big that the Big Ten and Pac-12. the Pac-12 yeah. have. Can't have only, are only doing conference games, and Much a ton of and a ton of FCS programs have canceled their seasons. Yes, yes, and and listen, you know, if I'm Ball State, I'm very, very concerned right now. Yeah, and you saw, I think Bowling Green's uh, AD had a whole conversation about this because Bowling Green, I think, had two major payoff games this year yeah. that they're losing like six million dollars yeah. by not having these games, which is funding basically the entire like yeah. department. Thanks, Big Ten. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting you brought this up because I'd been thinking for three, four weeks. We, oh, yeah. So we went camping with with Tiffany and Wayne. Whatever. So uh, June 29th. I mean, we had this conversation. You know, asking this poor guy was getting worse. I said, "What do you think is going to happen?" I said, "Well, I floated a scenario where UGA just buys those games out because we can't trust their testing. We we can't be assured that they're going that that our players won't get sick. That we we say and now Georgia because Georgia's media apparatus is good enough would simply say we're not playing the game." We wish we could. We can't, you know. But we want to help out East Tennessee. We want to help Louisiana Monroe. We're gonna we're gonna honor the contract. Reality is, if no fans are in the stadium, Georgia loses money on the game. 
because we're not, because we're not putting we're not putting butts in seats, right? So if you if you play that game and pay the money, you're going to lose even more money because you have to overhead. So you might as well just not play it. Might as well not play it. Write the check, walk away, because you're also not endangering your players. Yeah, and you're not stuck in litigation, right. having to deal with for right. some sort of. You just like, write the check. Just pay. It. You got the money. Write the right. check. Uh, I, I, maybe that's Pollyanna. Should me to think that Georgia would do that, but I mean, but now it's looking like. I mean, honestly, I think what the holdup is is those end of season games between Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, Florida, South Florida Carolina, Clemson, Florida, Florida State. Right? Those are the holdup games right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the end of July if we play football. Uh, we'll talk about whether that's a yeah. thing. If we play football, there is not some sort of thing worked out between the ACC, the SEC, throw the Big 12 in there, where eight there's an eight-week season, conference season, and then there is another game. One more game. I can totally see that. Right? But, I can because totally you already have, see We that. already have four of the games set up. Also, yeah. I think Arkansas is supposed to play Notre Dame this year. Yeah. Um, there's and they're going to need some games. There's Notre another. Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame needs some games. I think they're. I would assume they'll be fine. Join the you think ACC, ACC will is, help them. You think this will in the future just go ahead and jump them into a conference instead of? Uh, I don't know. They're still Notre Dame. Why? What, yeah, why, I just don't understand why they would. Yeah. Just don't understand why they would. I mean, if they get put in a situation where they have to, sure. No, and if I'm the ACC, I might maybe want some future, yeah, uh, considerations if I help you out this year. Yeah, but. I, I, if I were Notre Dame, I still wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. BYU's in trouble because they've lost five games with the right. Pac-12 and Big Ten. They are in more trouble than Notre Dame. Oh, ton more. Because they don't have but, the name. But there's also a BYU-SEC game scheduled that BYU could hook, right? So I saw, God, I wish I could remember where it was. It might have been an athletic where there is a scenario laid out where the, the SEC could work with the Big 12, ACC, and maybe it's BYU. And, and basically get everyone else a ninth game and not play a nine-game schedule. There's also a scenario where SEC plays a nine-game schedule. You throw another crossover game in there, right? Ole Miss. Um, get Lane well, to come well, here. Well, yeah. Here's the other thing, and I was going to bring this up later. If you look at Georgia's eight SEC games, they're playing one, two, three, four true road games, and then they have that game in Jacksonville. If uh-huh. they were to play in Jacksonville, which I don't think they would – then you're only going to have you're going to be traveling more. It's it's not really the home gate that you're going to get because pr- fans probably aren't going to be there. But you would think that Florida would come play here if it was just going to be a true eight games, four on the road, four at home. If you were if if the situation reversed, would you say as Kirby Smart, yeah, we'll go to the swamp versus just going to a, an empty stadium in Jacksonville? Yeah. I don't know. Jacksonville's claiming they're going to try to have fans at that game. Are they really? Yeah. Unsubscribe. <laughs> you unsubscribe to say the least. <laughs> Jacksonville's I mean, look, the worst possible look, place to play if that you've, game. If you've listened to this podcast, you know how much I love George Florida being in Jacksonville. If they're going to put fans in that stadium, that's a crazy – well, that's not the craziest thing Jacksonville's doing over the next three months, but yeah. that's a pretty crazy thing. But, but that is, what, November 1st, end of October. I mean, so you do have time – to figure out if they're going to put what fifteen thousand fans there? Yeah, maybe. But like, I mean, because the Jaguars already announced they're going to have fifteen percent, which is pretty. I mean, that's what they're claiming. Game. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So they're going to rope off two more sections. I mean, technically, the Astros, Rangers, they can, uh, they Marlins, can. and Rays have not officially ruled out having fans at their games. 
and Texas and Florida are the worst possible places to be right now. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's just, I feel, that feels like something specific to Florida and Texas. By the way, I want, I do want to point out something that you, 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 you hit on earlier. You just made me think of talking about uh, the Marlins, whatever. There is a substantive difference between um, what we're seeing in the pro sports with people on a one-off basis getting, getting sick yeah. or not even getting sick, testing positive. Um, you know, FC Dallas and uh, Nashville, whatever they are, Golden FC. Sounds, FC. FC, I know, um, have been sent home because they had too many positive tests. Uh, so they're they're out of the MLS's back mm-hmm. tournament. Um, and yes, I know that it is harder. I mean, to be fair, the way Atlanta United play, they're basically out yeah. too. Well, Sorry. That's, definitely, yeah, they, they just, just can't <laughs> be the Red Bulls. Don't let me start with the freaking. Well, Red they Bulls. can't be the Red Bulls. Also, we got to do something about the Sun Red Bull, but. Uh, we missed on to not be bad. The um, the there is a difference in quality and quantity when you start talking about how you can manage, and, and this goes to well, they're not employees, uh, oh. college football players, right? There's there and pro sports are having enough trouble. They are having enough trouble, right? <laughs> like, but like, listen, baseball is ten days away, and I cross my fingers. I think every, baseball's going to happen. I see. I I think it's above fifty fifty. It ain't certain. Like, I think baseball's going to happen. The big worry, I, if, I'll interject for just a moment, but the thing that the worry with baseball was not the early test, because whatever, that happens. Like, they didn't get into the stadium. They're not around their players. There's a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, Freddie Freeman has not been around right. any Braves players. Um, but Aroldis Chapman was the worrisome one, because he's actually been out there practicing with the Yankees. And they don't know why he tested positive or when. Like, he didn't test positive initially. So then he went out and practiced, and then he tested positive. That's the concern. Probably scores. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Rodas Chapman. Who knows uh, with a Rodas <laughs> Chapman. But um, so that that's the, the worry. If anything derails it, and it seems I still feel like it's okay. They're taking such precautions. This is one of my arguments for why I don't necessarily think it's immoral for sports to come back. People say that. But I will tell you that uh, I agree that it is a risk for players. I would also argue that uh, I cannot possibly think of a safer environment possible uh, than what the, the sports leagues are doing. Like but the bubble? The, yeah, like the bubble or, or the constant testing of baseball. Now, you can argue is it maybe it's immoral that baseball players get their tests back in a day and it takes me a week. <laughs> you could make that an argument. But uh, uh, the idea that somehow... It's immoral to make the pl- ask the players to do this uh, when they can opt out. Yeah, uh, yeah. to me does not seem uh, that bad. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, we, I, well, no, the no, thing it, is, is they're having a hard enough time doing it, and they don't have to like worry about whether students are on campus, which is or kind of, whether right, which is where I was going. Right, right. is that the difference here is that uh, NCAA has put themselves in a weird position where they're like, well, they're not employees, yeah. we can't make them. And but you know there's also no uniformity, and it's it's a weird position. I think there's going to be some really interesting um, things come out of how this this shakes out in the long term um, that will that will be telling uh, and and how we deal with this. But the reality is, it's like with, without consistent. So so Scott, you brought up realignment a minute ago. I think I think it's 100 percent chance. 100 uh, percent chance. A 75% chance realignment comes out of all this because 
we are perilously close to the haves and the haves not. Uh, it's getting a, further apart. With a little rift, the, right? The power five and the group of five. Right. Well, th- I love the idea that with the NCAA, their, their press release that they sent out after the Big Ten and the Pac-12 made the things, they're like, hi, we're the NCAA, and uh, you guys got this, right? Yeah, you guys we're, are, you guys, we're, we're you We trust you to do what you want. It was, I mean, honestly, that's what's wrong with college sports, yeah. is that there is no one in charge. And like, I think we'll let us know if anybody sells a jersey. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. And like, we're going to find out real quick that the people that are in charge are the Big 12, the ACC, the Pac 12, the Big 10, and the SEC. And that's the hard part about having a member services organization also as your, as your ruling body, right? Yeah, yeah. As your governing body. It's, um, you can't, oh, it, there comes a point where you can't dictate because it's a member service. It's a member services. Yeah. Your, your role is, is to coordinate, your role isn't to dictate. They're taking a sort of federal government hands-off yeah. attitude oh, yeah. uh, to this idea. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we actually try to talk a little bit of like Georgia, and we don't have to get into the players or anything. But I'm interested. I'm interested to see like how many games. Let's let's go ahead and assume. Let's be let's be optimistic a little bit. Let's say they're going to play it. How many games do you think they would actually play? Well, I think. Okay, go, uh, I was go, about to say it's interesting to me. We've gone like what seven minutes? No, um, seven, <laughs> like forty. We, we're going forty minutes and hadn't talked about JT Daniels. Yeah, is yeah. eligible. Yeah, right? I mean, so, again, yes, he ish, is. Yeah. Eligible, yeah. <laughs> in right. the same way that so, Luke Ford is finally eligible in Illinois, we'll see if these things actually happen. And you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I I thought it was fascinating that two week thing. No, but they're going to look at the end of July. Uh, and it's funny because what that signifies to me, there have been several reports that came out today. I think Matt Hayes of the Sporting News had a report about this today, saying university presidents and spring they do not like. Like if they will do it if they. Absolutely have to existential crisis stuff, but like that is that is break every glass in case of every emergency. The idea, I, I think they would rather have a truncated yeah. eight game season and a championship game and maybe a playoff or maybe not, than push this into spring. And I think the only way they do that, the only way they push it into spring, is if basically no students come back to campus. And they just can't. Like if just if just if it just comes down to the point where just like there are no like things get worse over the next month than they even are now, and which is horrifying to even imagine, to where you've got the situation in Birmingham and Atlanta and Charlotte and in Austin, Oklahoma City LA, and Austin yeah. that New York had yeah. in April. Uh, if you have that, you just—I I think that like no one's going back to school. All class, all classes are going to be virtual. It's going to be like the Ivy League. Yeah. And if that—and uh, that's obviously the nightmare scenario, and that's what you're hoping to avoid over the next two weeks. However, if you are able to at least—I'll put it this way—if in two weeks the numbers are even slightly down, and I don't mean down from now, I mean down from what they were two days before they have to make the decision. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they are even slightly down, they'll be like things are getting better. Let's figure this out. I have, and I don't, I'm not saying they should do that, but I that I, they will go to spring over everyone's dead body. I really think they will do a crappy eight game season or a cobbled together or find whoever you can and just throw it together before they'll push the spring. 
Yeah, I, I think. So you I, think you think Georgia Virginia is done? That's toast. I'm not ready to say that. Yeah, just I think if Georgia were playing uh, Arizona State in that game, that game would be toast. Because yeah, oh, Alabama's USC matchup, yeah. it's already yeah. Done. But that's but this, and that's so. Here is the reason I I'm not ready to say Georgia Virginia is done. Um, it's probably better than 50 percent that's done. But there are two things working there. First off, it was the only game scheduled for Labor Day night. Mm-hmm. The second is, it's a huge payout for both schools. And while Chick-fil-A Foundation or whoever, actually the Atlanta Sports Council, Council, uh, they're not going to make the money on what they thought they were going to make because they're not going to gate. By the way, we're not seeing football games live. Y'all know that, right? I think it's unspoken. They're going to tape delay them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we're not because we're not one of the top 100 donors at this Oh, I don't university. think anybody's going to be in the stadium. You I don't think, think no. you mean to tell me that if that, oh, is that, there a possibility that, that a top dog donor that's oh, given a million yeah. dollars to this university yeah. and getting that there's stadium, a possibility. You'll be able to hear him cheer like it'll be the support. Yeah. yeah, but there's cry. not going to be, there's not going to be 15,000 people. Oh, there. yeah. I, I mean, is there, is a possibility students only? Sure. But it's not a possibility of. It's students and mega donors only. Right. Right. Is so, the ban? No, LSU's fans already said they're not going to road games. Right? Well, that makes sense. The Martin Tigers are, is that what they're called? I don't know. But like like, like for Georgia games, you think the ban would, it, basically the camera would just be showing the band cheering. <laughs> as as Brett Bonkham said, we blow spit into instruments. That's true. Um, but if so, they, I don't know. Yeah. So, so you asked me specifically about Virginia. I I think there's a, a still less than 50%, there's still a chance that game's played, as long as the ACC and the SEC don't go to X number of games. Uh, and the reason is, is exactly what we talked about. What I talked about is the money. It's about the money, right? They need the content. It's a Labor Day night game. It's the only game they'll be played. And if it actually actually cuts Georgia playing that game, if they don't have a game for two more weeks. Yeah. Their first um, game would be against Alabama. Right. Now, um, I um, it also wouldn't surprise me if, SEC, if everybody just goes – Conference only schedule. Figure your conference schedule out. We're going to have an eighteen playoff because you need extra player. You need extra teams for the variance. Um, we're going to do bowls as we can, and everybody figure it out. That's the thing that can happen. You basically have a group of five teams figure it out. You you know, Conference USA, Sun Belt. Yeah, if whatever. you guys can play great, if you yeah, can't, if you can't, whatever. So, so realistically, no there's going to be some teams that might. It, we're, we're we're assuming that college football season happens. You might have some teams like the SEC play nine games or ten if Georgia played Virginia and Tech, they work some out. Yeah. And then some teams play five. Yeah. And they're yeah. just going to say, oh, you're three and two? Good job. You get to go to a bowl. I yeah. honestly think that, like, we're. It is. This situation is so complicated. I think it's worth just not honestly caring about what the group of five teams do. Like, I, don't. Th- like, and I say, I don't say that out of coldness, but no, I mean, I this is going to be. Like, they are. If they can Separate. figure. If they can figure it out. Right. Great, yeah. It's time but to that be, is, but yeah. like it is the, the thing that the thing that this th- thing is missing is leadership. There's nobody in charge, and so, but there is somebody in charge of the SEC, yeah, and there is somebody in charge of the Big Ten. So, therefore, if you can get those four or five or six, if Notre Dame, if you can get these people together and say, okay, here's what we're going to do, which, frankly, many people have argued college football was ultimately going to right. anyway, it's which just, goes to what you're talking about, Tony, yep. is the idea of the, like, you know what, all we can control is this, 
here's your eight games or your nine games or your ten games or whatever you're going to do. And that's why I agree. I don't think Virginia, Georgia is in- inherently off the table yet. As if they were if they were playing Georgia, Arizona State, it would be off the table. Yeah. Is because I can see the ACC saying, you know what? We'll give it a shot. We already have this connection with the SEC with the end of the year games, just like you're talking about. Let's give it a shot and let's figure it out. And we'll see. And then at the end, you have an eight-game playoff, uh, five, uh, five champs, maybe Notre Dame, and two wild cards. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and look, if they expand it, if they go to 16, 12 or 16 teams, they'll probably throw the group of five teams a bone. Y'all, we'll pick one group of five team. Whoever that maybe. is. <laughs> maybe. 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 It depends and, on how they distribute the money among you know, all you of you. You know what the best part about this? Your, 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 your conference your gets conf- all the money. Yeah. The yeah. best part about this is Central Florida is a group of five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but my point is that like. Kate Mace's dad's hand's a group of four. <laughs> so, no. That's too, that's <laughs> right. No, I love, it. Okay, I love yeah. it. I think there is a window for them to play in the fall. I really do. And I think that man. And again, I can't put it any better than that. If in two weeks, that when they have to make the decision, the numbers are better than what they were two days before, then they'll be like, "Okay, let's go." I I truly believe that, and I think they will get around the. There are no other sc- uh, kids on campus because there will be some kids on campus. Some kid like I have yet to see an SEC, an ACC, a Big Ten, or uh, a Pac-12 school say no students on campus this year. That hasn't happened yet. Now some of now some of them may Pac- stagger. Pac-12 has. Pac-12 has. They've said no students, or they've said yeah, no, they're, staggered uh, students. Like USC, uh, the the university system in California and said USC zero students. Well, they're doing hybrid. I mean, no, I'm sorry, they're doing virtual learning. I don't know that they've said that you can't live on campus, but that, it's like, virtual. Because yeah. I think that's all you need. Like, for right. example, like some schools, what I've seen some schools do is say, you know what? Seniors can be on campus yeah, and freshmen can be on campus. Yeah, Sophomores aren't invited back. Juniors aren't invited back. To, those are students on campus. I think that's all you need. Those are the best years. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I think that's the idea. I mean, basically, you, you want the seniors to be able to have their to, to finish up and graduate. Yeah. And you want to have the freshmen yeah. to have their parents not be like, wait, why am I paying for a year of virtual learning when I can just sit at home? You to live in L.A. Right. And I, I think it's funny. There was a good piece on Slate arguing that for as, as much as everybody made fun of Harvard for charging full rate for a virtual campus – that was actually a favor that they did for a lot of places because that allows them to say places that don't do that. Like if Harvard just said, yeah, we're lowering our prices for virtual for virtual learning, it would devalue virtual learning. Like basically what they're trying to do, like it allows other schools to still charge full price mm-hmm. and have less than that. I just think if there are any students on campus at all, they will use that to justify playing college football. And even if it's not a full student thing, and I think people will be okay with it, and I think university presidents will be okay with it because they need the money. Yeah, and I don't, and I just think spring is like spring is a logistical well, nightmare. And in then you have the way. the guys, you know, that could be drafted or draft eligible that are good. They can like Trevor Lawrence. He'd be like, I'm yeah, not screen. playing. Yeah, I don't know why Trevor Lawrence is playing now anyway. <laughs> but um, and I think that's part of it. I think that's a that's an issue. But to me, the larger issue is just that, like, 
Uh, imagine trying to fit all that, um, how it fits into the schedule, how it fits in to the the, the the physical toll. Yeah, what does basketball say? They're like, wait a minute, we're over here. We're yeah, or what does right it now. mean to play football games in April and then again at the end of August? Yeah. Like, that yeah. is something. So I just think I really do not think that university presidents and coaches are going to go for football in the spring. And so I think I think they will take a Frankenstein's monster welded together chaos thing in the fall and then cry a champion at the end before they go to spring. Because you know who else would do that? ESPN and Fox. Oh my god. Cuz they need the they need the content. And now the other argument, the argument for the spring is you let the NFL figure it out because the NFL is playing. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, they're the playing. The NFL is playing. If they gotta, if like they, if they have to, if if they have to have it sponsored by the coronavirus, uh, like beer. It, if yeah. they have, if they have to get John Johnny Manziel off the restricted list. Yeah, like the NFL is playing, and that come hell or high water. So I know that there are some people that think that college football will let the NFL's protocol figure out their stuff and then follow their protocols in the spring. I just don't think that will work out for university. I just don't think, I don't think it's feasible to play spring football. I think they will if they absolutely have to. But if you think that it's a Frankenstein monster situation for fall, imagine what spring looks like. It's it's no better. Yeah. I mean, mean, look, everybody's holding out. I think it's worse. Everybody's holding out hope for a vaccine, but they're not going to distribute 328 million doses in the United States. If, if you're thinking they play spring football because there will be a vaccine by then, you are wrong. Like, even if there is a vaccine, it's not getting, like, it's not like, okay, let's hit the vaccine button and all the helicopters push, the, spread the vaccine over everybody and everyone's fine. Like, oh, my God. Is, if you yeah. if you won't wear a mask, can you imagine that? Oh, I mean, uh, that's, By the that's, way, the that's Vin, a future the, nightmare I'm not the ready Vin to diagram, The Venn diagram of those people yeah. in, in no mask. Yeah, that's Tony, I wrote down a question specifically, specifically for you because this is what you're into and you always do your preseason game prediction or oh, time wow. prediction. Do you think this would affect... I mean, if there's no fans in the stands, uh, what's the difference of what game time it kicks off? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so part of it has to do with body clock, and I, I know we're throwing body clock out there in a weird way, but, I mean, it does matter, right? Because if you're not – if there are no fans in the stadium, I, I, it doesn't matter at all. Basically, the football stadium is a soundstage. Yeah. If there are some fans in the stadium – it probably matters a little bit just because human humans are attuned to the yeah, rhythm. I mean, I guess what I'm asking, do you think it'll still be the CBS game of the week at 3.30? Well, of course it'll still be CBS game of the week because they have, they have, they have to, I mean, it's the, a national the broadcast. You right. get excited about the numbers because, you know, the numbers bear out. There'll be more people. There'll be more, especially with nobody in the stadium. There'll be more eyeballs yeah, in TV, that game. Yeah. What would the, will, what will the TV audiences be like if it's Georgia, Florida, 3.30 CBS and say Georgia's undefeated, they're 4-0 and or something. You know, I mean, how how huge are these numbers going to be? I mean, it's, I mean, there are, the people it's are, not going to be 1977 big, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be huge. I yeah. mean, and though it's also worth noting that we are talking about how starved we are for sports. Right, exactly. Oh, but, on. like, I have to tell you, like, baseball, NBA, WNBA, MLS, and NHL are all coming back basically within, like, a Same week time. and a half yeah. of one another. Yeah. 
And don't get me wrong, I'm going to watch all of it. Every bit of it. <laughs> but, but eventually... I'll watch some of the Braves scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, the Cardinals have an exhibition game on Tuesday night that's just on the radio, and I will listen to that as if I am getting like, like signals from space. Right. And only yeah, no I can... Who, who are you pulling for? Uh, I'm pulling for the Cardinals, uh, actually. Better white. And, um, but anyway, so the point is that like, but that, none of that's going to change the fact that whoever's starving of sports, football's still king. Football yeah. is still king. And football still rules, and that it's gonna like it's gonna be a massive, massive. You thing. imagine what a TV timeout's gonna be like? It's just gonna be quiet in there. See, I I, I wrote a piece for New York Magazine a couple weeks ago, which I encourage you all to read. Uh, basically, about what the leagues that are trying to come back can learn from the leagues that have already come back, whether it's soccer leagues in Europe or the NWSL or now the MLS, the things that they have done right. One of those, you got to pump in crowd noise. Like, pu- cr- pumping in crowd noise sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like, ugh, why would you pump in crowd noise? But again, the example I used on this in the piece, imagine if you watched an episode of Friends now right. with and no, no track, laugh yeah. track. Right. You'd be like, this is the weirdest freaking thing in the world. But, it, like, we are used to hearing noise from stadiums. You need to hear noise. And some people are getting creative about it. I know the NBA has talked about uh, doing one of two things, either using the NBA 2K uh, noise uh, or and or uh, having fans use an app to where they can cheer <laughs> and it will make the noise go up. Use. There's a whole they'll lot of advertising. Yeah. That's just them. rife for abuse. Now, for the record, I tend to like like to watch basketball games and just naturally make noise. Like, imagine being like, "Way to go, LeBron!" and press a button on my phone. Like, <laughs> I'm just pressing his palm right now. Uh, yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Sorry, I'm, I know but, this is this is this is a radio, not not video. So, do, do they? Oh, go ahead, Tony. No, I was about to say, he brings up a good point. Is like, if you're watching a football game in person or on TV, um, and let's say it's a drop back pass. You can tell a half a second before whether or not the receiver's open by the yeah, crowd sound. You're right, the gas. Right? Like, like because I was, Just I'll do it. energy level. I will do up. it. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. I'll start yelling because George Pickens has yeah. four feet of separations on uh, Ken Swilling's kid. And um, <laughs> before he pile drives him. God, it just it seems so long ago. But, no, I was, I was thinking that very thing. It's like the difference between – like a natural reaction versus yeah. Think noise. about the the flea flicker versus Mississippi State. Right, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the EPL, EPL. I mean, the home field advantage has been negated some, which is actually hurting teams in the relegation yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, but you know, you. I mean, I don't know soccer well enough to know like like if I'm watching on TV, I can listen to the crowd and start looking for something. Yeah. But I have found myself like, oh, I never saw that coming. Because I don't have the crowd telling me. It's yeah, about the to guy come. makes a run and he gets open and he's yeah. not yeah. offsides or. Yeah, so. but I, I found myself just enjoying that low level hum. Yeah, it lets me know I'm watching a soccer game, and I you're think, watching sports. And I encourage. I think a lot of teams are going to do it, and I know it sounds weird uh, and it sounds artificial, but I think you'll like it. I'm with like, you. I, don't I care. think people. I think people will like it if you actually if it actually pumps it. It feels weird without it. So will Georgia run out of the tunnel, <laughs> or are they just kind of casually? Show oh, I think up they'll run the... out of the tunnel. Think I think so? they'll run out of the tunnel. I mean, I mean, honestly, will. like, if, I mean, if the home band is there, yeah, they're running out of the tunnel. Yeah, they're playing yeah. for themselves. Yeah, yeah. No, Scott, I, I have long, I've been advocating for fifteen years that the time is coming where we are extras, oh, yeah, and the football stadium soundstage. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, it's more about the TV production and. 
Why, I mean, yeah, you're going to run out because you need the five seconds of shot over the overlay of dun, Georgia versus dun, Auburn. Dun, yeah, you got to have dun, it. You got to yeah. have it. So let's put it. Let's let's close this loop before we begin to buy or sell. I want to hear odds from everyone. Is does Georgia play a football game in the year 2020? Do you want percentages? Trick question. They already played a game in 2020. Okay, but do they play a game moving forward in the year 2020? Give me your percentage odds of it happening. Um, I'll go first. 80%. I was going to say 75, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be the highest, and you went 80, so I'm going to, yeah, I'll say 75%. I'm going to go 55-60. I'm going to go more likely than not, but I can't go as high as you guys are on this Yeah, and, and the reason I say 80% is that, um, I mean, for the same reason we're talking about sending our kids to school. Yep. The same reason why um, we've become more comfortable. Like, look. I feel like I've become less comfortable in the last couple of weeks. Right, the last couple of weeks we have. But if you had, if we were adding in the state of Georgia 1,500 cases a day in March 28th, we'd have been freaking out. And we were adding 75, 100. We've become more comfortable with this. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Right. I'm just simply saying that. As we have, and there are reasons why we've become more comfortable with it. We've gotten better treating it. There, I mean, we've we've increased testing some, and we got to keep increasing testing. Um, but also, we've, I mean, we do know the things we can do to protect ourselves. And yeah, but not everybody's doing it. But not everybody's doing them. But which is fine. Not everybody does them. Right. But you have to have enough people to do them. But the elephant in the corner is. If you don't have the games, there's a huge financial hit. I mean, not the universe, not just the university. Everywhere. Not just, I mean, the university, ESPN, mm-hmm. CBS, the cities, the city, everybody takes a hit. The university, everybody takes a hit. And while it was, it was fine to do it once in early to mid March, um, there is a level of risk tolerance that has changed that will allow Valdem to do it. Now, do we play? Do we play a complete? Scott, you hadn't asked this and made this part of ISO. We play a twelve-game season. I'm nowhere near that. Right. Right. Yeah. Do we play more than an eight-game conference schedule? I mean, I'd put the over under at eight and a half. And also, in my scenario, also puts us in the idea that they play three games. And stuff blows up, and they cancel the season. And that's what I was about to say, right? Yeah. That we get some point in the season and say, we can't do this We can't more. keep going. Right. And as long right. as they're 3-0, and we can crown ourselves champions. I mean, Central Florida did. That's right. And um, do, do, do we? Does everybody knows who the national champion was during the last pandemic, right? Was it Illinois? Your University of Illinois fighting a lion. What was their record? Like three and Yeah, I think two it was like three, two, and one. <laughs> yeah, it was like one, one, and four. <laughs> <laughs> But the woman's went over Notre Dame, so that's <laughs> yeah. how it worked. Right. Oh, no, it was on the University of Chicago. <laughs> so I've got to, I've got to, the Maroons. The Maroons. I've got to thank our listeners. I mean, we have been away for a while, and I was sitting there thinking. I sent out a tweet on WSL's podcast Twitter saying, "Like, hey, why don't y'all? I don't know, send some buyer sells in." 
And I thought maybe we'll get a couple. We got 15, 16, People are starving. 17. We have the best listeners. So They, they tolerate me on a weekly basis. We, they, we must have good listeners. Dude, so, I've gotten so many mess- email messages from, and I got a message on LinkedIn from one of our listeners out in California. It nice. just really was heartening. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, oh, before we get into this, uh, we got a couple of uh, emails from our last show, you know, just saying, you know, it was yeah. a difficult show that we did. Um, some tweets and everything. And I hope and, these these conversations are still yeah, happening. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Like I don't, I don't. Exactly. This is definitely something that continues needs to continue. Um, but, I, yeah. Let me also add. Look, if you're not wearing a mask, it's not that we don't want you to listen. I want you to wear a mask, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you choose not to listen, that's that's on you. Yeah. Um, but I just want you to wear a mask. I want to have George football. I want you around. I want us to all be able to tailgate together in 2023 and feel safe. 2023. I mean, 2022, whatever. Just goes 20, whatever just it go, is. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. I want you still here. I just yeah. want you still here. Okay. We're, not, we're still doing the show. We're still doing the show. You guys, like, uh, you guys are two of the like 15 people I have seen since this started. <laughs> so we're still out actually all yeah, going. We are doing the show. But uh, but I'd like to thank uh, Tim out in Santa Barbara, California. He sent a very nice email. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim meant a lot to Will, Tony, and, and myself. And I wanted to respond uh via this podcast you know to say thank you and uh we appreciate all of your thoughts and and, and i thought there were some good thoughts in general too about how uh um, how uh parts of the fan base sure. can feel oppressive sure in certain spots sure. and uh and i don't mean that specific to georgia i oh, think yeah. there's parts of every fan base on that but uh, uh it was a great note I, I was actively moved. To be honest, Scott, now that I have you here, I was actually quite moved by your conversation. Uh, oh, on the last. yeah. Oh. I thought that was really good, man. And uh, I thought it was really good. And I was, uh, uh, I'm telling you, Scott's getting woke. Scott's getting woke. <laughs> <laughs> I just said to annoy you. It was a wonderful conversation. It was, I actually, wearing your hat I was problems. really very honored. It. I was very honored. Get rid of your uh, Skechers yeah. and PFGs. I'm, 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 I, 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 yeah, I'm not going to. You don't have to wear my. I do have an Arsenal Black Lives Matter shirt, by the way. I'm wearing that out. But well, you should, I wore, you should I wore not wear this, an Arsenal shirt ever. But I, wore, I wore it on the South Carolina lake this week with all the Trump boats. And, uh, mm. and, uh, oh, God. Lots of Trump boats. All right. Hey, if, if, if you're going to I mean, go, talk about going down with the ship. So, yeah. So we'll get in the buy or sell. Let's do it. All right. So uh, these are in no particular order. Um, I actually cut and paste them into like a PowerPoint somehow. So anyway. Alright, this is from uh, John McKay at It's Easy McKay. <laughs> Buy or sell Alabama claiming a national championship that the 2020 season doesn't take place. Buy. Sell. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alabama or UCF? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. Saban has enough self-respect where I don't think that would actually happen. All right, uh, this is from Michael Hansen at Hansen M Photo. Oh, it must be a photographer. I need to check him out, fellow photographer. Uh, buy or sell a substantial role for Matt Landers and or Tommy Bush. Matt Landers had a touchdown in the bowl game. I- I'll buy. I'll buy Landers. Bush. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, wide receiver depth now. Yeah. It's young, but there's a lot coming in. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I buy Landers. I'm going to hold on Bush. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Bush. That sounds. I I I, I side. I ride alongside you on Vaseline. that one. Do you do you buy or sell Bush? I just. I'm not even. 
the little <laughs> things that kill. Wadalene! Oh, man. All right. Uh, My God. As a Kurt Cobain guy. Was that when, live? That, uh, no, when, I'm sorry. That was yeah, live, not yeah. Vaseline. Well, no, Vaseline was Bush. Well, okay, yeah, yes. I thought I was right. And, uh, no, uh, as, a, as a Kurt Cobain guy, when Bush showed up, I was like, oh, so they're just going to get a dipshit, handsome oh, British guy to, like, do a couple... To do three chords in bullshit. Take your shirt off. I saw yeah. I saw Bush in concert last year. We know. I, I know you did. I remember. <laughs> With live. I've come remember. a long way. It was awesome. Yes. I've, I think I even said at the time, I will actually even take Bush over live. Like, screw live. Like, Bush is bad, but Bush is, like, cheerfully bad. Whereas live is just sludge. Man. Uh, so let us know. Let, let me know. Am I on an island here? here crashes. Remember, I'm the one who Remember they ended the ER episode? Oh, my God. I did, I, it was a good friend of mine in college <laughs> that we watched that ER episode where the mom dies at the end after giving birth. Your good friend Michael Schur? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, my, you know, the, the we all watched the ER. I did. And uh, there, there was a one episode where the, at the end of it, at the end of the yeah. ER, the mom dies giving birth. And I had I watched it in like a dorm room with like some friends of mine. Some girl made us turn off all the lights and play lightning crashes. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna. I, I am, I am, I'm a cynical Gen Xer in college. I'm not. Wait, to, I'm not gonna they, watch a. They link. played lightning crashes that. Oh, night. I have no doubt. Really. <laughs> You stayed in the uh, room, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I went and watched a Linklater movie, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a out of there. That's such a will thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Uh, buy or sell. This is from Jim Wood at oh, Jim yeah, Wood up, Jim. PMP. Buy or sell JT Daniels. Is it Daniel or Daniels? Yeah, Daniels. Okay. I think uh, it's just one of them. N- now has a legit shot at being Georgia's starting QB in 2020. I'd say he has a shot. I would. It just seems. I don't think so. I think that. I think that. Uh, you know, it's funny. All, all the NFL preview magazines are still coming out. Athlon's third highest QB from their is draft Jamie is Jamie Newman. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that seems aggressive, and probably would not be the case if he were still at Wake Forest. But you know, I see yeah, but he's got a whole different set of talent yeah. around, and it's also the Burrow, <clears throat> yeah, gloss. So yeah. I, yeah, I totally missed that Daniel was um, eligible, and my my southern cow buddy actually texted me. He's like, "So who starts?" I'm like, "What are you talking about, man? Yeah. I thought he was talking about like a Braves Dodgers thing." And do you think uh, Kirby would have been okay if he didn't get? El- oh, yeah, if he didn't I don't get know, man. I think there is an element of Kirby that's like, "Okay, get give me all. depth, give me depth." Yeah, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter who starts because at that point, look, if it's we had two yeah, quarterbacks but, last year, if it's Daniel. If it's Daniel, right? You have Newman, and Stanis, you can right? always Stanis. yes, Daniels. Okay. Yeah, there, there's another player on Georgia with Dan, the singular. Yeah, Daniel. It's, yeah, it's, it's JT Daniels. But if it's Daniels, like Daniels. you can always say, you you always have the option of pulling for Newman. If it's Newman, run him, right? We, I mean, and and I look. That sounds cynical. It sounds mean. It sounds hurtful. But I mean, there were times last year, and we talked about this on this podcast where. God, we ran an RPO, and I mean, but look, Jake. I mean, what game was it? It was one of the late games where we called an RPO, and was it Samir White? No, it was DeAndre Swift was mad at Jake for calling the play because he never even considered keeping the ball, (laughs) and he was wide open for like nine yards. I think that was an SEC championship game. I don't know. Wherever it was, I think it was the SEC championship. Yeah, but wherever it was, but that was the point. It was like, and look, look. I mean, Stetson Bennett's from my hometown. People, if you're listening to this, and I didn't talk bad about Stetson, y'all be cool. But, I mean, Georgia might be put in a position where it was like Jake Fromm, then Stetson Bennett. Well, we're not in that position anymore. 
that being said, I think Newman, because he's been around for five months with the terminology, even if he hadn't been able to get on the field with Munkin, I think he has a leg up. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm more curious about the m- maybe maybe it's actually okay because then you got Vandergriff coming in that like maybe it actually works out. Yeah. So otherwise, that's one less year where you've got them yeah. battling. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, I think Will has addressed this multiple times on <laughs> I've addressed everything recent shows. Times. So I'm going to let him go first to answer this because he has a great analogy. Uh, this is from Antifla. Anti-Florida, anti- Are we talking about peeing on each other again? No. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, his uh, handle is at... No, when you wear oh, pants the mask, and you pee. The mask. Yeah. Right, sorry. At Poncho Wolf. Anyway, he says, Buy or sell the idea that if we were able to crown a national championship this year, the title would be tainted. I've seen people say this and disagree that it would be. Yeah, the, the, you are correct to disagree. That is bullocks. And to me, that's a reason that a Frankenstein monster season is okay. Because I again, I wrote about this uh, for MLB about this baseball season. Because there's also this talk in this baseball season that if they fin- only finish 60 games, is it a real year? You get through the playoffs and get a World Series champion, it's a real Every year. Every domino in your ring is real, baby. And, right? and I, I looked back to the 1981 season, which is probably the closest analogous to, uh, to, to this season, baseball yeah. season. That was a split season where the actual best record in baseball was the Cincinnati Reds and they didn't make the playoffs because yeah. they did the first half winner and the second half winner, which is a really dumb idea. But anyway, they did it to make more money, which means it probably wasn't a bad idea. But anyway, the point is that like I, I was five years old in that season, so I don't remember. I was not even into baseball yet, so I don't really think about that season. But <laughs> when I look back at it now, the Yankees and Dodgers played in the World Series. The Dodgers beat the Expos in the playoffs, and the and and the Yankees beat the Royals in the playoffs. It looks like a regular season. They went through the playoffs. They crowned the champion. It doesn't matter what all the weirdness of the regular season doesn't matter if you get to. There's a conference champion. There's a playoff champion. There's a semifinals. There's a finals. It will count. And to me, that is the best argument for just cobbling something together in the fall. We'll all just we'll all know it was weird. We'll all know how strange it was. But you know what? In the middle of January, when they play the national championship mm-hmm. game, and we're all invested in it, we won't be like, "Well, actually, I right. don't know." Yeah. It'll be like play, this is the national games. championship game, and it counts. Um, yeah, we we talked about this on the camping trip. I was talking about with Wayne and Tiffany, and um, I, it's hard for me to get my head around the possibility of Georgia going to Miami and playing for a national championship that you can't without, go to without being there, without you. I I will worry about that in January, but yeah, I get it. I'll be damned if I won't buy all the Sports Illustrated stuff. I'll get the VCR. I'll Will you get go the to t-shirt. Tampa? Will you go to Tampa? I don't know. That's that's a harder question, right? It's uh, it's possible. I'm not saying I won't. No. Um, I'm not saying I won't. I won't watch the sunrise on South Beach. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't say I would like I would ordinarily, but I also can't say I, I wouldn't. If there's a national championship game and George is in it and fans aren't allowed, I will is, you go to Tampa? It's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, look, I have, I have hotel rooms in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl already. But, and also for the for But the for what Bowl. it's worth, there's also an argument to be made that to actually be here with your people watching that game. Yeah, yeah awesome. I mean, I mean, it has its own value. But Scott's video pointed that out, right? The Rose yeah. Bowl video. Yeah. Is, I yeah, mean, absolutely. it does point that out. And it, y'all, we're outside, and that's why you hear all of nature. Like, that's why it sounds like a shutdown forecast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this is from 
uh, at Will Burgess 11. Will Burgess says, buy or sell piped in crowd noise when sports return. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. We've hit that. Yeah. Uh, this is from Paul Wester Savage at mm-hmm. Georgia Blog PWD. My man, Paul. He says, with the ten with the ten game SEC schedule, are there any coaches or schools that you would buy or sell differently than an eight game schedule? I think Mullen at he Florida move from a I buy lo- rating I to love a sell. Questions like this. If they right. have to play more SEC games, especially the twenty the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two rotation scenario. He and I had this question. He, he and I have talked about this on, um, like, text. And, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on who Florida gets. But if they get, look, if they get Arkansas and Mississippi State, okay, fine. And, you know, we get LSU and Texas A&M, right? But the likelihood is they're going to get Texas A&M and they already have LSU. They could get Alabama. They could get who else do they have from the West? They have LSU. LSU. And, I don't know who they're... Uh, and they get all... There's a lot of teams they could get, right? They, I they've mean, already played Auburn. But Georgia already plays yeah. the, probably the toughest, toughest crossover with Alabama and Auburn, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, look, any, anytime you add quality opponents to your opponent's schedule, it helps you. Yeah. Right? And the odds are, if Georgia's already playing two of the three toughest opponents from the West... At the worst, we're only going to get one more of them. Um, yeah, I, 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 I buy Mullen looks worse. Yeah, I like I like questions like this. I've read a lot of stuff about MLB about the idea of like what teams are better at sixty games than one sixty two. Oh yeah, and there's a lot, man. Like yeah. there are teams like yeah. Toronto Rays, is like Toronto. Toronto yeah. is like one of those teams that like I don't yeah. think would last over a whole season. Yeah, but sixty games. Yeah, it's yeah, a spread. Then. It's a spread. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, this is from Ian Boatman. At Ian Boatman UGA, he's a weatherman. I he, think up in, in Wilmington, Wilmington yeah. North Carolina. He's come out of the he's come out of the tailgate yeah. a few times. Yeah. Oh sweet. Uh, he says maybe the circumstances surrounding the college football landscape right now lead to a nine game SEC schedule. So buy or sell nine games versus the current eight. I guess he's asking like maybe that would be for the future. Look, I'm I'm for nine games because then I get to see maybe Ole Miss along with the other eight games that Georgia would play in less East Tennessee State. My preference would be to for Georgia to play Georgia Tech or Virginia before we play a ninth SEC team, but that's just my preference. In general, I uh, I like to have I like the games. I don't have a problem with the East Tennessee State games because sometimes it's just fun to just enjoy Show the atmosphere. Yeah, and like I don't got to sweat anything. Yeah, let's just all have a nice time at the game, and I like games like that. Yeah, and but I I also do not have everything invested in. We must win a national championship, or we're a failure. Like I try to like kind of enjoy, you know. Plus, I like beating Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's always that's fun. If I have to say though, if we're gonna lose a game with Georgia Tech, I'd rather it be a home game because I love going to Georgia at Georgia Tech. I win like, I it's yeah. just so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. it's so fun. All right, this is from Chad McKee at Coach Chad McKee. Um, buy or sell 10 game SEC benefits Georgia over Florida. I mean, we kind of hit on this, but yeah, I think I think so. I think the more the more games helps Georgia. I mean, the devil's in the details, but yeah. Uh, this is from at Mark J Mathis. Buy or sell the idea of an expanded playoff this year with going to potential conference only schedules. For example, automatic bids for each Power Five champion and three at large. Kind of yes. hit on that already, right? I think that's exactly I mean, what. Look. 
college football needs to make up some revenue shortfall either way. Easy way to do that is add former playoff That's what games. baseball tried to do. That's right, what the NFL is doing, yeah. is adding a playoff game. And right. yeah, that's, that's... yeah, add a round of playoffs. There's a lot of money there. This is from uh, Julie Moon, at Julieville Moon. She says, oh, good. I was just thinking yesterday, wonder what the WSLS fellas are thinking about football. Her question, her buy and sell, is Georgia-Florida game moving to Athens this year? I'm guessing, I don't think, I know you guys think it's possible. I think Jacksonville will hang on to that. And particularly if they allow to try to allow fans. I think yeah, that's it's, and, and I appreciate Julie um, responding, but it's hard for me to imagine Florida saying, yeah, we'll go all the way to Athens instead of just going to Jacksonville. Yeah. Even fans or no fans. And for the record, I do think Kirby Smart would like that, and not just because it's of he would host the game. Well, I mean, like there's, he wants that done. But there is yeah. a health issue at play too, right? Yeah. If you can assure Florida your players to stay healthy, because we have a quarantined area for you versus Jacksonville, which is already this is one of the arguments for spring. By the way, is yeah. that the NFL has already laid this stuff down? Yeah, you know, I this is another thing. Brief thing about baseball. You know, baseball is doing. East plays the East, Central plays the Central, West plays the West. And that's always a little weird to me because I don't know why. You know, like, you know, COVID does not actually know if the team is traveling by plane or by bus. Well, thank God the Braves aren't in the West anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's an excellent point. Back when the Arizona Cardinals were in the NFC East and they played Philadelphia the Dallas Falcons were in the, the NFC West as well. Oh, oh yeah. my God. That's just yeah. so many nights. I it's like up Missouri being in the SEC East or something. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Sorry, Will. All right, uh, buy or sell. Uh, this is from uh, Live Free or Quarantine at Fug All Dat. Fug All Dat. The F-U-G- answer is quarantine, F-U-G-A-L-D-A-T. by the way. The answer in your question is quarantine. No, that wasn't it. He said Live Free or Quarantine. That was his name. That's I know, name. but I'm telling you, the oh. answer in your name is quarantine. I got you. Uh, uh, buy or sell. Daniels starting first game over Newsom. I'm selling. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah, so I agree, I, I agree with. You. And also, please quarantine. Um, all right, this is from uh, Hunt the Jones. As as Newman at Hunt the Jones, Hunter Jones. Mm-hmm. He says hypothetical situation: football is pushed back late. We get five games. Who do you want your team to play? And he says it's an easy answer for me for Georgia, uh, Hunter Legacy, Bama, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, and Tech. I do five games. It's only going to be East. I do kind of love, by the way. I I love. You get Vanderbilt. One of the many, one of the few good things about the coronavirus is it's making everybody kind of look at what they actually care about and what they actually value. It's been kind of fun to watch all the Georgia fans. Like, you know what? We can't lose Tech. We actually don't want to lose Tech, and it's fine because like that's something that Smart has brought up in the past. And I find it kind of telling the number of people like, yeah, but we we can't lose tech, right? We're not going to lose the tech game, right? And I think that's kind of interesting, and I agree. I'm new to this, but to me, the tech game actually does mean something, and I'm glad that a lot of Georgia fans actually feel that way. I mean, there are a lot of people who would, you know, fall down and cry in a Costco without wearing a mask <laughs> who want to play tech. I, I like beating tech. I hate losing to them, but, I mean, I'd... Be fine with trading them for Clemson? Nah, play tech. Play uh, tech. It's fun. Although, Will is not wrong. It is awesome walking out of Bobby Dodd and Mark Field uh, with a win. It's so awesome. 
<laughs> so you're, much that, fun. That's where you're stealing hope. I mean, remember, from. remember last year for like the first quarter, like, oh, yeah. hey, what's going on? Didn't they what's go up? On? On? They, they were yeah. leading, weren't they? Yeah, it's three now. And then it was just like. Boom! I was like, "Oh right, sorry." Largest, yeah. largest victory ever, and it was so pleasant. Largest and it margin was so of victory. Fun. Yeah. So much fun. And Beckett's got no fight. It was just awesome. Threw Swilling's kid to the turnbuckle. Oh, I have, I have this great picture of my wife laying down on the stands, like giving a a mug. Face. Oh, I see. It was so much fun. So God, we had so much fun that game. <laughs> That's what I mean, man. All right, uh, this is the last one really that revolves around college football. Uh, well, not really. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Um, this is from Adam F. at Burrito Binger. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell Cade Mays eligibility. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't know why. I, I can't take credit for that. Somebody else already tweeted that. But um, Well, they have folding chairs in Tennessee. Then probably he's eligible, you know, because everybody's eligible this year. If you can't, yeah, everybody's eligible this year. And if you can't bail hay because you're missing the pinky finger, <laughs> and consortium. <laughs> all right, uh, all right with that. Um, <laughs> this one is for Will uh, by proxy of Tony. Uh oh. Um, this is from uh, SEC Rhino at Da Rhino. Buy or sell wood pellet grills. They seem to be the easiest and most reliable way to grill and smoke food, but they are also so dang expensive. We're all staying at home and cooking more, so I'm thinking of biting the bullet and getting one. Why would that question be for me? That's a Tony question if I've ever heard <laughs> a question. That was Scott. Uh, Scott was uh, editorializing. Yes. Um, look, if you want a wood pellet girl, you got the money, get one. Otherwise, there are plenty of options where you can get just a plain charcoal wood-burning grill. But let me let me tell you. If you uh, want to learn how to smoke, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Uh, we're talking about, you know, the other day I got a text from Tiffany, and they had um, they got um, briskets, prime briskets at uh, Sam. She picked me up one. It's not together possible Sunday when I get done playing golf. I am uh, I'm smoking a brisket because I'll have one. But yeah, I mean, look, it, you're right. They're they're super easy. Uh, big green egg, super easy, but you also don't have to blow seven, eight hundred dollars on one. You get a cheap one and do just the same work. It might work. It might have to take a little more I mean, work. Didn't you build your own smoker? I do. I do. I actually built a black smoker for. Uh, I can do a pig on it. I can do. And you have fifteen, yeah, a couple times. A couple. I can you, do fifteen you racks the picture of ribs out of the pig. To like fifteen chickens. Like you can do a lot of stuff on it. Yeah, but. Uh, my everyday smoker is just a bullet smoker, just a little like it's my. It was my father-in-law's. It's probably thirty years old, and it does just fine. It's a charcoal smoker with a water pan. I throw wood chips in there, and it does everything I want to do. All right. Well, thoughts. Uh, hit the microwave on. <laughs> Don't use popcorn for the microwave if you're doing popcorn. Just actually pick the amount of time on the side of the package. All right. So this is from a. Uh... At LL3D, he's got a couple of questions. He says, buy or sell, fully reopening a large state university with in-person class and mandatory on-campus living in a small college town is almost a worst-case scenario for transmission of the coronavirus. I wouldn't say it's the worst-case scenario, but it's not a good one. Um, the, the problem with that is not 
everyone coming in one place. It's that, like, as we've clearly seen over the last month and a half, you can't get college students to take this seriously. And if you can't get college students to take it seriously, then it's a worst-case scenario. That's I don't think the environment itself right. is inherently terrible. You just can't get college kids to take well, it seriously. If you think about um, when this all went down in March, Georgia UGA was on spring break. And they just told the kids, like, hey, y'all, don't come back. And then uh, Mayor Gertz locked down Clark yeah. County. And it saved Athens' and ass, it, man. And it, but in Athens, it, I mean, looking back, it was terrifying in March and April. But it was a breeze because yeah. there was no problems yeah. here. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. However, I would say, look, we need to start opening back up with caution and with awareness because you can't just stay in a, in your home for the rest of or you can but we need I, to I'm know. I'm team with I'm generally team you uh, on that you one, know, with with reason with 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 reason yeah. um, I also would like to note that like it is a tough spot for college kids and the Absolutely. idea like when I look back at college I think at all the dumbass things that I oh, did sure. they didn't actually hurt anyone <laughs> but myself these kids are going to look back when they're 45 years old and be like, Jesus Christ, I really may have hurt some people by being so selfish. And college kids are supposed to be selfish. You're built to be selfish when you're in college. That's half the point of college. So I don't want to come down too hard on them. It's just that eventually they're going to look back and they're going to be like, oh, wow, what a dick I was. And uh, I mean, and- what's... And I'm going to be 65 and being like, yep. Yep. I mean, we had a whole conversation earlier about, not we, uh, me and some other people, about um, COVID parties. And I'm like, I mean, what's the Which I'm not sure are real. Well, if if they are real. What's the difference between that and like two cases of beer, eight people in a car, and driving to Clemson? Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can kill somebody. Yeah, you can kill people not in your car. Yeah. Yeah. No, now, now, I will, I will admit that that the long term, if you kill someone in your car, it won't cause college football to stop. Well, there's a good answer. <laughs> or my it. children to go to school. We'll nailed it. But, uh, but yes, yes, I understand what you're. There's a recklessness involved. There's in a recklessness scenarios. involved in being 19 to 24. But it, but and not only that, there's an object permanence involved. There is uh, a lot of understanding of. of uh, By the way, if you don't know what object permanence means, Google. Uh, you are the president of the United States. If you don't know what object for, hey, listen, like if we tested half the number of people, there wouldn't be as many cases. So, like, wait, you know how this works? Google right? Golden Retriever like, blanket trick. <laughs> yeah, Google, I've seen those. Those are funny to watch. Um, this is from uh, Robert Bruce. Looks at, great in a mask. Just at, looks awesome in a mask. He is the most spectacular president of masks. Handsome and virile. Speaking of masks, at Robert Bruce 76, he says, Can Will Leach please go off on the selfish, entitled turds not wearing masks for months that might cost us the college football season? I, I think, think I did that. Did. I think yeah. I nailed that. You're you welcome, back Robert. To he, he covered that for the first yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. You're welcome, you're welcome Robert. I did not say the word turd. However. Right, right. That's, but, not, that's not Will Ward. It's not really a Will H. Ward. Not really a Will H. Ward. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. Whatever gets through. Here, here. Uh, all right, this is from at LL3D again. He says, uh, by yourself, fully reopening a large state university with in-person classes and mandatory... On- oh. You said that way. We already covered that. This is from him again. Or, this is where it is, or buy or sell UGA being online by October 15th. 
By October 15th. EGA being online by October I mean, that would require, and for the record, another thing we've not really discussed at all is the supposed, the fact that in the fall things may get worse. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but, I don't know, Tony, what do you think? I will sell fully online. Um, there is a likelihood that UGA will be in some sort of hybrid model by then. Yeah. No, I think elementary schools, high schools. Yeah, and I, that's just not UGA. It's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, two more. This is from at UGA Cahill, Josh Cahill. Definitely don't want to be a pessimist, but in the event there's no college football until August or September 2021, Buy or sell, UGA discontinues at least six men's or women's varsity teams. Ooh. That's an excellent question. This is the darkest timeline. And, you know, it's funny because Stanford kind of started this. But Stanford's interesting because Stanford had way too many sports yeah, in the first place. Sports. Yeah, like they had so yeah. many sports. And now they have 39 sports. Yeah. <laughs> they got rid of, like, like three of the sports they got rid, rid of were, like, different permutations Fencing. of rowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, a lot of weird little Men's things. Men's short people rowing. Yeah. So Men's tall people rowing. But, you know. I've never figured out what a coxswain is. A coxswain. And, um. Yes. That, that's a rowing term. Oh, yes. I, I know. Anyway, um, it's funny though. Like, uh, I have a friend working on a uh, um, a investigative piece about this. But one of the more intri- intriguing sports here at Georgia is equestrian, mm-hmm. because there is an ongoing. Th- I think we've discussed this theory in this podcast before. The ongoing theory that the equestrian team is in fact a way to boost Title Nine numbers. Yeah. Because the equestrian team has like All fifty women. people on it. All women. And and they're and often. They are from generally wealthy families because they've come from places that have horses and have sort of stalls. So, like, they, they doesn't require scholarships. It doesn't require anyway. So, I don't. I feel like a lot of that's actually pretty well. It's hard to look at like a men's sport, for example, at UGA that already feels extraneous. Whereas you look at Stanford and you're like, okay, like there's no men's volleyball here. Yeah, like there. Yeah, men's underwater boxing. Yeah, like it's I like I look at the sports that that they have that other other universities have cut. The swimming and diving team is very successful here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're not getting rid of golf. Uh, tennis is obvious. You can't get rid of tennis. Nope. So uh, they don't have a wrestling team. Yeah. But that's why Stanford wins the Rutgers Cup all yeah, the time right. too, right? They got they literally had 44 sports. Like it's hard to th- like I don't think that Georgia Georgia does not seem to me. Particularly bloated in sports. No. Yeah, six feels big. I'd take the yeah. under. Yeah. yeah. All right, last buy or sell. This is from Sea Dog Knight. He says, buy or sell with the Redskins' current name drama, activists will soon come after the Braves, Blackhawks, and Chiefs. This is buy actually my column in New York Magazine tomorrow. Oh, really? So. Go ahead, Will. But the, the buy or sell what? Which ones they go I after? I guess he says, yeah, the the activists will come will soon come after the Braves, Blackhawks, and Chiefs. I would argue the word activist is perhaps a bit loaded there, but uh, I would say that uh, I think that there is going to be a lot of pressure on a lot of those teams. Um, I think the uh, I wouldn't be worried about the Atlanta Braves name. I might be worried about the Tomahawk Chop. Would be the best way to put that. Well, to be fair, that came in 1992 with Dion, yeah. you know, because he went to Florida yeah. State, and it, yeah. it was not a thing until. Yeah, before the- you, I mean, look, I, I have participated in the Tomahawk Chop. I have thought it was interesting and neat, but if you're like, it's a long-term history of the Braves, 
It didn't just come got from, here. It did not come from Milwaukee. Right. It did not come from Boston. It came because Dion came from Florida State. So, um, and guess what? Back in the early 90s, we when we were doing it, I was like, this is awesome because I've been to a Florida State game and it sounds just like it. Yeah. yeah, I don't do the chop anymore. And it, it's yeah. Just, it yeah, just feels... Well, yeah. And, uh, and more to the point, they've already, even before this, taken a step back from the yeah. chop. Let's not yeah. forget the yeah. Ryan Helsley situation yeah. Yeah. from the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, now listen, you can't... I can. I will say this as a graduate of the University of Illinois, where they still do the chief song at halftime, even though the chief has been gone for 15 years. It's hard to... If you tell someone not to do something... That will not make them uh, like with the mask. Yeah. It will not not make them less likely to do it. But I do think you're gonna lose. It would not surprise me if the Braves have less institutional support of the chop moving forward. I mean, think about it. They used to have Chief Nakahoma and the Princess yeah. Win a lot. Yeah, that went. That, those all went away in the eighties, right? Yeah. So right. early nineties. So, but, so I mean, so here's the thing: there is a substantial difference between the. And probably 15 years now, 20 years from now, I'll be proven wrong about this, but between the Braves, Blackhawks, and, and Indians, then Redskins. Redskins is just straight up. Yeah. It's just, there's zero. But this is the Chiefs issue. Like, for a long time, right. the Chiefs have gotten away with a lot of their stuff because, like, the Chiefs are not named after any tribe. Right. The Chiefs, when they got a new franchise, they, there was a huge local activist. There was, there was a huge local... Weren't they the Dallas Texans? They were the Dallas Texans, yeah, yeah. And then they moved to Kansas City, and the Chiefs' name came because there was this local guy that everybody loved who'd started a Boy Scout troop called the Chiefs. Yeah. And so but he was a white dude. Like, he wasn't honoring anyone. And so the Chiefs have gotten away with a lot of stuff. Because Washington was so bad that, like, the, they're not going to get rid of the Chiefs when Washington's still around. Right, right. But, like, now that Washington's gone, as I kind of point in my piece, uh, Carmelo Anthony did a tweet about this about four days ago where he said, we need to get rid of these, these, these six. And it was the Washington team, Braves, Indians, Blackhawks, um, maybe was, I'm missing one, uh, the Warriors. Because the, oh, yeah. the Warriors Golden are State, one. Because yeah. Golden, uh, Golden State Warriors, they got rid of all the Native American stuff uh, in the 70s. But that originally, if you look at the early Philadelphia Warriors things, they're worse than anything, including Chief Wahoo. Like, oh, if you look at their early yeah. stuff, it's really, really bad. I think the Warriors will be okay because they moved away from that. But the point is, is that like the idea that Washington was the worst thing, and so therefore now that they've got rid of that, everything else is fine. Uh, I wouldn't think that. I think that's actually less... I, th- I would argue it's more like that's an opening of the floodgates. Uh, I think the Braves will stay the Braves' name. I do think you're going to get a different Cleveland baseball team in the next couple of years. And then we'll see how committed the Braves are. How about the Blackhawks? The Blackhawks is funny, as I wrote in the piece. The Blackhawks... Claim they're, like, they're like Seminole. They're na- Seminoles. They're named after a tribe. And no, they are named after their their yes. their argument is actually they're named after a person, right? Because they're because uh, he's a member of the Blackhawk tribe of, of Illinois. Except they're not actually named after that. They actually the owner of the Blackhawks when they first started, he had fought in the Blackhawk division in World War in World War Two, and they honor and so he gave the team his name after the Blackhawk division. Later, they decided it was named after a person because it was a way to honor it. Generally speaking, and everyone has their thoughts on this, and I'm not going to convince anybody one way or the other, but 
generally speaking, native tribes don't like these names and want them to go away. And you can always find one, and teams yeah. will always find that guy, and the that will be like it's cool. Will change. What's that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, I, I think that uh, if you were to tell me in ten years which teams of those teams still have the names, I think it's Golden State Warriors and maybe the Braves, uh, but the other ones I think will all change. I think that uh, I was surprised when the Braves opened. I was in my piece reading the New York Magazine this week. I was surprised when the Braves opened their new stadium. It felt like an opportunity to dial back on that stuff a little bit. The fact that there's a huge drum in center field was surprising to me. The fact that there was a chop house in right field was surprising to me. The fact that they do the first chop of the game in a world where clearly the direction is not going that way, I would have thought they would take the opportunity to dial back from those things rather than to steer into them. We will see if they are able to ride this out. I what, my, my personal thoughts on this, I'm not I don't like the chop, but the Atlanta Braves name does not personally bother me, but I'm also a white dude from Illinois. What do you think the new Redskins name will be? You know, is, uh, um, Will Brinson, the very good NFL writer uh, for CBS, uh, pointed out today that one of the reasons they didn't announce a name today is uh, I think there's about 15 or 20 names that a lawyer in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, got patents for <laughs> in the last three years. So all the logical names, a lot of people want them to do the Washington Red Tails because that's a member of the, the Muskegee Airmen. That was kind of like their logo. It would be a way to not only change it that w- wouldn't be that different, but would also way, be a way to actually honor the movement that's making them change the name in the first place. That's also been taken by the guy. Wow. So, uh, so there's a lot of things like that. I the Red Tails Which is to clear. Me, Dan Snyder hadn't yeah. even considered this right. until yeah. Monday. Exactly. And Red Tails to me is a really cool name, and I think would get people behind it. It's also worth remembering that for all the talks of yeah, take that Daniel Snyder. He's about to make a shitload of money All off a ton mer- oh, yeah. of new merchandise. Because yeah. yeah. if they get rid of the name, like so, yeah. I, I think uh, the Onion's right. When they change their name, it will be the DC Redskins, not the yeah. Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do the Senators take advantage? Take the opportunity the baseball team missed. They'll never be a Senators again. Yeah, pour some out for Walter Johnson. All right, so yeah, there we go. Oh, oh. One thing, uh, I no. promised that I would uh, give out a um, an athletic thirty day trial because I I can oh. give those because uh, and y'all can too if you're subscribers of the athletic. But uh, I am. But I have one, and so uh, Tony, just I've got all the names here. Everybody that liked or retweeted or commented, Tony, will you just tell me when to stop? Because I'm scroll, I'm scrolling through names okay. that are entered. Just tell me when to stop, and whichever name I land on, <laughs> stop. Congratulations, Burns Marlowe. He's an attorney and uh, follows us on Twitter. So congratulations, Burns Marlowe. Burns Marlowe, you're gonna get a. Uh, Subscription, a 30-day trial to The Athletic. I hope you enjoy it. You Congrats, now have man. the opportunity to go into a Seth Emerson story and yell at him for telling you to wear a mask. <laughs> That's right. For 30 days. For unless 30 you days. sign up, which you should, because yes. it's a great The uh, Athletic is great. Great app. And, and now that sports is slowly starting to crawl back, The Athletic has become all the more vital, I will confess, yeah. that uh, because they, they are covering everything right now. 
All right, so that was a good show. That was a long show. That was a long show. I look forward to editing it. You never look forward to editing Ugh. it. But, uh, yeah. all right, so I figure by the time that we do, we'll have to do another show when we know for sure. Because we're looking at two weeks. Is that what you said, Tony? Look yeah, at the I end think of two July. Weeks is what we I think do. that, like, uh, after they make the decision. I mean, if they if they come out with something before, we could get together yeah. and do something. But, but I think that's our next date, is yeah. when we know what's good. Listen, if. Because if, they're playing, we need to start talking about football. Amen. I know. Amen. Like, if they. If they don't have, I mean, if it's August fifth, we better know, and yeah. that's that's like a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that's a gonna couple be a of quick. weeks. So last thing, baseball, knock on wood, Where we are ten pace, days yeah. away. The Braves are actually on the road uh, for the first week and a half of the mm-hmm. season. As someone that really wanted to write an article for New York Magazine about being at a game and. Uh, and what yeah, it's like, like to, to be, be in a game, because yeah. I would be able to get a press pass. Uh, but unfortunately, they are not. And I actually requested. Here's a trivia question for you: What is the closest baseball stadium to Turner? To sorry, to uh, to where we are in Athens, Georgia, other than Atlanta? Uh, then, if he knows, let's go to Tony first. I, I assume it's I'm assuming it's Bush. Great American Ballpark. Great American Ballpark yeah, was, in I, I, Cincinnati, Cincinnati was my, my second It is closer choice. than Tampa, just by about a half an hour. Yeah. And so I, requ- I actually did request a press pass for opening day in Cincinnati, but uh, yeah, so, they, are, they are social distancing in the press box, and they have enough media. So I got, yeah, how far, so how far is Great American versus Tampa? It's like 700-something miles. Yeah, versus... it's about, Tampa, uh, Bush is nine and a half hours. I've, done, I've literally done the drive. It is about yeah, nine, nine and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And but but uh, but I mean, Cincinnati let's see. about seven and a half. Seven. Yeah, but Cincinnati is oh, right on the right. Kentucky border. Yeah, I guess that's right because it's six and change I, to Lexington. I did read that um, St. Louis will be playing in that Field of Dreams game. They will. They play if if it happens. Is that but happening? Yes, it is. Ha- yeah. I mean, if if this season happens, they are the playing White the White Sox. In the, in the field should of we go to Iowa? <laughs> I mean, they won't let us in, but uh, it's a. <laughs> they built a stadium yeah. adjacent to the original Did they field. Really? Yeah, holds eight thousand people. What? They ruin everything. Yeah. Roy, not Roy Hobbs. Oh, I had one trivia question for you, Joe uh, Jackson. This is a baseball yeah, trivia question. Yes. So, Will, I'm I expect good at those. you to get. I like for John baseball. If I can find it, I'm shuffling papers. I wrote one. Okay, here we go. Your one trivia question: Major League Baseball starts on July 23rd with a 60-game sprint. I added that for effect. Yes, that was good. Dramatic. Uh, how many total regular season baseball games are in a normal season? Jesus Christ, that's literally the easiest question. <laughs> uh, like, what are my children's names? No, 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 no. Even when you combine all of the teams playing all the games. Oh, like total. Total. Jesus. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Because this will basically the the regular season this year will have nine hundred games. Right, right. So how many? You got to do math. Right. So it's basically 81 times 50, times 30. So it's that's going to be 81 times 30. Like, like last this. year, last year, how many games were played? I, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but it seems like it would be 81 times 30, which means it would be 2,430. 4860. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Wait, what? He got it on the nose. 2,431? 80, because that's where half the season. There's 162 games in regular season. I don't know where you got 81 from. Because that's half of the games. Wait a minute, what? What was okay, your question? Listen, the question is how many games are in a regular season. By so I worked the, it out. 
all the major league teams. How many games? Oh, total. You Will. did 81. You're times amazing. 30. There's, there's, there's 30 Jesus, he's amazing. Not work that way. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, like, he's going to miss it because he just said 81. It's 162. <laughs> but no, he halved it and then just multiplied it by the, the amount of Yeah, because I guess 4860, which is double that. You are working with genius. Unbelievable. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. I'm very proud yeah, of myself. He's right, right here. Now. Right here. Uh, in front I can't of us touch all. him, but he's right here. <laughs> yeah. He is over by the lights, guys. The I bourbon. really hope <laughs> the next time uh, we do this, we are previewing a football game. And if that we're not, be there'll nice. be more bourbon. There'll be. We're going to need mean, it. Here's the good news: we will be back regardless. Mm-hmm. Because are I, we in the after-show part? I have to. Have no, to, we're still taping. We haven't said. We haven't said the ending yet. I have. To, I have to talk about something. And oh my gosh, the next two weeks are important. Wear your mask, guys. Yeah, wear your mask. Yeah. But don't. But or just we're Stay not telling you to wear your mask. Yeah, I mean whatever works for you. Whatever, whatever makes you wear it. The light. Trust me, the light bulb will come on eventually, and then you'll be like, Why didn't I wear a freaking mask? I'm I'm watching cornhole over here. Yeah. Some um, more, some more cornhole. Yes. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, let's see what happens next time we uh, get this together. Otherwise, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We appreciate all the feedback and questions you send in, whether we're recording a show or not. Feel free to tweet us or email us with any comments or questions you might have about this particular episode or anything you want to put on our radar for future episodes. Our Twitter handle is at WSLS at WSLS podcast. I'm getting ahead of myself. And our email is, I was going to say at, no, it's WSLS podcast at, there we go, gmail.com. We'll be back for another show to share our reaction when the SEC makes a definitive decision on the season or the amount of games they'll be playing this fall. We hope to see you on campus sometime soon. It might be a while, but got to stay positive here. Have a great week. Stay safe. And as always, go dogs.